Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio.
spiritually prosper being spiritually prosperous is better than being financially prosperous any day. And most of you guys out there that know my story, most of my family and my friends and my fans out there, you guys know where I'm coming from. There's nothing like having God dollars and having bucks and living your life the right way. The right way, whereas you're doing for others, not just for yourself. There's no way that you can come up and like I said, uh as uh Jim Rowan put it, the power of ambition. You can't walk over someone else to get to where you're going. You give them a hand up and maybe they can you and him or her can walk together where you gotta go. But you can't walk over anybody trying to get anywhere in this life. In this life we need to solely look out for each other. So bringing unity into this community as well as every community as far as I stretch shout out there to uh my people on the other side of the world. Do you guys you guys already know it takes a community within a community. I'm one person who's doing it here in Long Beach. There's my cousin out there doing it in LA, out there teaching the young youth how to uh, be grow up to be young men after all the damage and turmoil that's down there. It's people making a difference. And as you guys know, Cherokee Cherokee, our man out here in Long Beach is now retired. So he's gonna be doing some more positive things on another side of it. Not that he's not going to be around, but he's going to be doing something that's going to be more, more, let's say, resourceful for all of us. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and touch on, uh, I'm going to touch on something, uh, let, let's see. You know, I've been out here downloading some really good music out here for you guys. Trying to bring some of that old flavor, too, because I get a lot of that as well. Uh, trying to bring it. So let's say, uh, let's have something very spiritual. So I'm, I'm going to touch on something spiritual. I have downloaded gospel, most of you guys know. I'm out here doing the most, trying to make sure I have what you have, what you guys like. So you guys out there on Facebook, you guys send me a, you know how to do it. We touch each other out there. Don't just touch me. Let me know what it is that you guys like. If there's some music out there you want in the studio, I'll bring it. That's the way we do it. This is community first. Always community first. First before anything else. And then maybe later on we might get in a little bit of fun. We don't know. But whatever it is that Rosie's bringing to us today, we're going to sit and we're going to listen. And you guys out there, too, you guys out there who have things and input, you guys know keep it real and bring it as well. We're all we're all in this together. It takes a little bit of everything that everybody has collectively to put together to come up with a perfect plan or perfect recipe, whatever you want to say. You can say recipe. You can say plan. That sounds like a plan. It is now 4.10 in the p.m. It is November 25th, 2012, five days to December. Oh, it's coming countdown to New Year's Eve and my birthday, you guys. So well, we're going to be we're gonna be blessed and uh, highly favored if I can make it to that, what, 44th birthday. So here we go. We're going to go ahead and touch on Smokey Norfolk, Justified. We're all justified for what we do in this life. Here we go. Oh, oh, oh. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Some of y'all got it twisted. Listen, 
Hi, everybody. We're back with Gina's Groove Theory. It is now 4.15. Uh, that was Smokey Norful, Justified. Justified in the sense of how we live our lives and that we look out for other people and that we always bring knowledge and power to other people and encouragement. Give me a first and a little bit of hope is everything. It means everything in the world today. Hope can be a sack lunch. Hope can be a, a hug. Hope can be hope can be hope floats. You heard of that expression? It does. This is your KXRW, your community connection internet radio station, and we're representing here in Long Beach. This is Gina's Groove Theory. Everything, and I had to go ahead and put this out here for Mr. Cherokee as well. Everything is everything. I had to run it by first. Everything is everything. I want you guys to check this out. This is Lauren Hill back in the day when she was younger. And it's more powerful, and it's really kind of gets you going. Everything is everything. What we will be is what we are, but we can make a difference in what we do. Here we go.
Hi, everybody. You're back with Gina's Groove Theory. It is now 421 in the p.m. This is November 25th, 2012. Broadcasting here out of Long Beach, this is your KXRW, your community connection internet radio station. We're going to touch you. I'm going to play one more song. Got to play it. Uh, this song actually is kind of in tune with the, the show we're going to be having. It's more about empowering yourself. Back in the days, this this was, what, well, you know how you have that song or it's something that inspires you in your life that makes you push and makes you go. You know, you might be feeling kind of bad. You might not be feeling at your best, and you might be going through some situations that you seem like overwhelming. But then it's it's something that brings you out of it. Well, this this song really did. This is actually, uh, even though the defamed uh, Eddie Bishop Eddie Long is on it, but it was prior to his 2010 charges. So we, you know, we're not going to touch on that. This was 2008, and uh, it, it was it was powerful in the sense of uh, saying about what men should be thinking and how men think. And uh, Ludacris brought it. Ludacris, much love to him as well as Bishop Eddie Long. This is actually called Freedom of Preach. And uh, you guys, uh, kick back, relax. We'll be back in two and two, and we'll get back into the subject of what is at hand. So here we go. Broadcasting is 4.22 p.m. Well, actually, 4.23 p.m., November 25th. This is Jenna's Groove Theory. This is Freedom of Preach. Can the church say amen? Amen. We're going to do another offering right now. We're going to do another one in 15 minutes, and we're going to do one more. Right after that. Yes. Women, you're looking so very beautiful in here today. Some of you with the same thing on from the club last night. The Lord give up and the Lord take up away. Oh, Lord Jesus, I wish you take up away Sister Mary's wig. Oh, you disrespecting the house of God with that thing. It don't even look real. Oh, it's testimony time. Oh, who is that? Young Chris Bridges. Boy, I'm glad you finally grew into the meal. Go on and testify. Lord. Please forgive me for the mistakes I've made And thanks for keeping my mama safe when she wrecked my Escalade See, I could replace a Cadillac, but I can't replace my mama I'm sorry for the hip-hop beats, we sorry for the drama But you gotta understand, us rappers ain't never had nothing And one's loss is another's gain, so we gotta grab something Lord, got so many questions I need to answer to and sorry for the things I put my baby's mama through. I feel that women are really the strongest human beings, but why do you make them so emotional and other minor things? I guess it's your way of saying we gotta love them and gotta praise them, cause without them we'd be nothing. Plus our kids, they gotta raise them while we out and about and seeing what life has to offer. But if you offer a new life, then what we need is better fathers. Either I'm smarter cause of my daughter or I'm just too dense. I'm 28 years old, it just now started making sense and I've been searching so long I was lost in the clouds I'm trying to stay strong and make you proud it took me some time but now I see that he resides in me Lord Give me for any time a fan said I was being rude. I'm only human, I'm not always in the best of moods. But thanks for giving the gift of rap to write my feelings down. And sorry for cursing sometimes, but feelings make me shout them out. Forgive the people that want to blame everything on rap music. If they didn't live it, they can't relate or even adapt to it. Forgive those who don't think I'm great and want to see me go. 
Forgive Oprah for editing most of my comments off a show. Don't get me wrong, I know some people got an image to hold. But those who criticize the youth might just be getting too old. We still traveling through life, finding what's right or wrong. I know some folks may not agree or even like this song. But I'm just speaking my truth, cause I heard it set you free. And my conversations with God, even though he speaks through me, I'm smarter cause of my daughter. And I'm not too dense. I'm 28 years old, it just now started making sense, and I've been searching so long, I've been searching so long, I lost in the clouds, I admit that I've been lost in the clouds, I've been trying to stay strong, I've been trying to stay strong, make you proud, you know I'm gonna make you proud, I know life is full of contradictions, I'm trying to become a better man, praying for redemption, that's the quest thing. Some words of encouragement, Mr. Eddie Long. What you just heard is real life. It's real life for you. It's real life for many. It's about where you've been. Yet at the same time, you hey, you find yourself in the midst of conflict and turmoil. Yes, I'm talking to you in the midst of conflict and turmoil because you realize, hey, it's time to change right now. And in the middle of that, I want to say this: the Bible says that when I was a child. I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I fought as a child. Hey, but when I became a man, I put away those childish things. Did you not know that your environment has shaped you? Where you were born, in the projects, in the ghettos, in the upper downtown, wherever it was, the people around you, the things around you, caused you to do strange things because you were seeking to learn, but what you learned was on the streets and not in the book. God called you a prophet. When you open up your mouth, everything of God comes out, and it commands attention. It commands change. I'm talking about the power that's inside of you. And in the midst, when you're starting to understand that I caught the wrong message, and now it's time, I'm hearing from God. What amazing experience as you hear from God. It says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Somebody needs to hear that. And behold, everything becomes new. And when everything becomes new in you, it's time to stop the killing. I said it's time to stop the stealing. It's time to stop disrespecting our women. It's time for us to come home and raise our children. It's time for us to really mold our communities. It's time for us not to get hooked up in religion, but to get hooked up in relationships with God. And the amazing thing about it is wherever you find yourself right now, you can confess and you can tell God, I'm sorry. I had the wrong cue. I was doing the wrong thing. I was going after things that I thought were right, but it wasn't right. And now that I'm getting it right, 
I'm asking you to forgive me, and I may have done the things that they said I did, but I'm not who they say I am. I am who you made me to be, and I'm changing in that, and it takes a few moments, but every time I fall down, I'll get right back up, and every time I make a wrong turn, I'll get myself back in line, because I recognize I have been called for such a time as this. You can't resist the change, and you're not condemned by your yesterday if you can grab hold of your now and move in your destiny. Move, change, and be now. people. 
because we don't live in this world alone, and believe it or not, we all are holding one another's hand through life. And I remember back in the 70s growing up, you know, there used to be a saying that we are our brother's keeper. I didn't believe that. But as I grew up and, you know, became more wiser in my own skin, I realized how true that really is. And that, you know, the good knowledge is to be shared. It really does help those who are struggling, those that are young and still naive about life. It really helps them along to have some words of wisdom. So what I'm going to pass along to you is something that uh, it's kind of a two-part series, uh, two-part learning exercise here, just the, uh, the things that I recognize that will work for me. I often realize that when you are looking for a relationship with someone, Oftentimes we've been told to find somebody who's just like you. They can really understand you. Well, to an extent, that is true. However, when you try to have a relationship with that person, two people, if you, if you, have, if you have brokenness, which everyone does in their life, if you're broken in the exact same area in life, how will the two of you ever put the whole picture of life together? What it takes is, not, not only knowing that people, everybody's broken, but they shouldn't be broken in the same area. If you get together with somebody, their brokenness can never, should never be exactly the same as yours because you can never help each other out. You can never see if one person can't, doesn't have that picture, that, whole, that one little piece that will create the picture of life that they need, the person who's not broken in that area can draw a duplicate from their own life and fill in the pieces. But when you're both broken in the same area, who's going to provide that peace? Who's going to make it happen? You often hear people who've gone through that and come together just because of their brokenness and they can understand one another and all of that. And they say, you know, this person's a good person except for, I don't know why we can't get over, you know, their relationship area where they're, they're warm and tender and hugging and holding and, you know, thoughtful and those things. And that, that's what it would take to make me whole. And this person, I can't get them to understand that. Well, guess what? If you're broken in the same area, you never will. How can two people help each other yeah. if, if they both have the same problem? Yeah. Makes good sense. Yeah, I, I mean, see that. I, I, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I see that. I see that uh, there's a lot of, you know, um, I do a lot of relationship shows too when it comes to relationships, you know, because I touch on all social issues. Anything that affects the community today. I did start. I started trying. I started with the nonprofit. So out there to everybody. You know, I run this radio station out of my own pocket, and you know, I mean, I'm, I'm blessed with God. I was having bucks. I'm, I'm spiritually prosperous and abundant, and abundant. So I don't really worry about too much. But the case is, I try to. I try to let people out here know. You know, I, I try to bring to them ways that we can unite better and. You know, be able to work together because see, you know, I I used to think like that too. You know that I you know I didn't need anybody, and uh, I, I, the power of ambition. I did a show recently, the power of ambition, and uh, it's the unlikeliest narrator telling people how to be successful and what ha- what success is all about. Success is not about what you have, it's not what you drive, it's not what you live in. Success is being happy in yourself and being happy with who you are today. Being happy in your life with what you got. Because first you have to be happy with what you have. And then, you know, he put it down like, I mean, he's the least unlikely character, okay? I mean, European from way back. And and on top of that, he said, once you do start to gain, the the first thing you do is you give. You give. You give to someone else. And right. never to think, and, and he's a likely, like I said, it blew me away because I said, well, you know what? <laughs> they, 
you know, they don't really be putting it out for, you know, for people to work together. You know, this this show is, you know, we're pretty laid back here, but, you know, I mean, you know, you just you just wouldn't see that a white collar man like that came from corporate telling us how to be loving and can't, how to look out for one another. It was really powerful. And what you bring in today is really powerful. A lot of women out here, they, you know, I mean, the guys, what I'm hearing a lot is that they, everybody got to get down. You know, everybody, to me, it's like everybody is trying to outdo the other person from doing some dirt. And it, it, it's like, wow. I mean, it, it's the worst thing to see. It, you have the guys saying that, well, we get away with stuff. You know, women are more sly with it. You know, well, maybe we don't tell them. Whatever the, the case, I represent it. Yeah, okay. The bottom line, women just, you know, we're, we're more, you know, we're like cats or whatever the case may be. Yeah, we might be sly, but the case is the guys are using that as a an excuse to be able to do the things that they're doing. And it's like no one is really getting together on a really, you know, and the girls are, I mean, they're just, I mean, they, they, need, they need to be empowered to... I, I represent, I tell them that they need to look for it within themselves, too, because some, some of us women out here are, you know what I mean, we, we have issues, you know what I mean, we have complexes, and some men do, too, so it's like, you're, what you're bringing is good for them, and also, too, you know, it, it will be more powerful for them, and they can feel it. So go right ahead. It's on you. Well, you know what? You know the thing too that uh, elevates us in life is you when you want to do better and you want to have you want to have a more successful life. It's even better to have friends that are not even on the same level as you're at. Have friends that are above that level. That way you can you have someone to look up mm. to. You can say, wow. hey, you know what? I, I may be down, but I have friends like this who think like this, and I know if they can do it, I can do it. And how you perceive yourself is the way other pre- others perceive you too. You walk into a room with your head hanging down and, you know, every thought that you have is negative about you, so then everybody else will feel the same way. But when you walk into a room with your head held high because you think wonderfully of yourself, you said, I may not be perfect. I may not be completely whole, but I love me. I love the skin I'm in. I can do what I need to do to make a successful life. And, you know, we, we tend to grow and learn from one another. So when you have people you can learn and grow from, it helps to develop who you are. So the parts of us that are short, have shortcomings, a lot of times we're able to overlook those things in our life and say where we can go. You know, life is like an empty glass. You know, the, our parents' responsibility when they have us is to build the foundation that we're going to build upon all of our life. If you look at life as an empty glass, the foundation is set by our parents, hopefully. And every layer they're helping to to organize or helping to build, helping to strengthen. If they don't, life in and of itself will fill the glass. Sometimes it's I'm looking at people who have more than I have, and I think that's oh, that's success, so I'm throwing that in there. I'm looking at people who drive this kind of car or that kind of car. I think that's successful. I'm going to throw that in there. I'm looking at people who are college graduates. I'm going to throw that in there. Or I'm looking at people in the street who make street money. I'm going to throw that in there. You never know. But look at by the time that this cup of life is full. When you get to the point when you are when you are uh, grown as far as the law is concerned, you're 18 years old, 21 years old, that cup of life is full. And what happens with a full cup of life or full glass of life is it starts pouring out. It starts pouring out, you know, it starts pouring out from the top. And you wonder, okay, what's in that? You never know what is in that cup. That you weren't, you know, you're now with this person. Now it's an adult. 
You never know what was in the cup of life because you had nothing to do with it being filled. So what happens is it starts spilling out, and you're wondering, wow, there's a lot of junk in there. What is all this? You know, what's all that? It started out so great. Maybe the cap on the top of that cup had some great things in it. But as that cup starts spilling out, talking mm-hmm. about getting older and, the, and every layer is spilling out, you never know what's in there. This is the things that we as an adult have to deal with. Yes. And so we, yeah, and so we, we wonder what kind of person we have in the end. So, you know, I mean, I look, I look at all that, and I think, my God, how can, how can we better our situation? We have to study. You know, there's something to be said by getting to know somebody for years. Our parents used to say, you know, you know, uh, taking your time and getting to know someone because they can only lie about who they are for so long before you're able to see the truth. And you need to see what's in that cup of life before you say I do because you don't know what you're really saying I do too. And you're going to have be have to you have to put up with those things. You're going to have to learn to either accept it or it's going to destroy both of you. So you know, and vice versa. That we all have a lot of things in our cup of life. Some things are put there on purpose so that so we have a strong foundation and some things are just junk. We fought because we didn't have the knowledge to differentiate good from bad or whatever. We threw a lot of stuff in there. And as our cup pours out, we're pouring it out on the people that love us. And all the time we're, we feel like we're in a, well, well, I'm not responsible for all the stuff that I couldn't fix. Mm-hmm. Well, to the extent we are, because even if, mm-hmm. even if we didn't have parents that could actually be responsible for the foundational things, we're responsible for what we accept as mm-hmm. good in our life. Mm-hmm. And, we, and we have to try to make a conscious decision to correct it once we find out that it's wrong. That's right. That's that's you're right. You're right on point. You're right on point. Um, I think um, with a a lot of, well, you know, I'm getting I'm getting really that people are not really ready to. I'm getting more from, you know, nobody's really marriage except for us women, are marriage minded anyways these days. Uh, you got these. Uh, you know, last night's show I did was about middle. It actually was called middle age. Is it actually? <laughs> What's going on with the middle-aged man who is over 40, let's say, and um, he's acting like he's going through pu- puberty, oh, and sure. he's saying, and he's saying that he wants the relationship, and he's lying, and he's you know juggling. What is up with that? I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm seeing that, and then they're all saying, you know, blame. Everybody's pointing the blame game, and that's one thing I say. You know, one thing too, standing accountable for you, what you do is very important. Yeah. You stand accountable for what you do. It doesn't matter about anybody else. If you stand accountable for what you do, you stand up to what you do. Face it. Face it. When you face you, you can face anybody. Yeah, we're living in a in, in a way in a society today that it's it's no commitment. You know, they they don't want to commit to anything long term. My mother used to have a rule. I mean, she said she told me this, and I've lived pretty much by that, except for my first go around. I'd say. I was young and naive one time, and you know, in my life, as we all were, and a lot of times we made a lot of mistakes. But one thing about making mistakes is, was there a lesson that you learned? And I have to say yes. I had my my mother-in-law, my ex-mother-in-law used to say, a bought lesson is a taught lesson. Buy a few, learn a lot. So I bought a few, and I learned heavily the lesson of life. I learned one thing. One thing I learned is take your time to know somebody. Really know somebody. You know, like them a whole lot before you let those words, I love you, slip from your mouth. Say, I like you. I like you. 
and let and see if love grows. And, you know, and you know, first of all, you can't expect somebody to love you unless you know what it takes for you to be loved. I found that out. Someone or someone were to ask you, what does it take for someone to love you? If you can't immediately answer that question, you have some more soul searching to do before you try to bring somebody else into the picture. Because they, if you can't, if you don't know, you won't know when you receive it. You've got to know what it takes. What does it take to fulfill me and make me feel whole in a relationship with a man? Men today are, they've got a lot of TV that they're watching. You know, you've got a lot of cosmetic women on, on TV. I'm talking about plastic surgery and all kinds of things that make women stay more youthful and everything. And, and so these men today don't want to grow old, and so oftentimes they don't want to commit because they know that you, when you commit to somebody, it's supposed to be forever. And they don't want to, they don't want to do that. They don't want to commit to somebody for the rest of their life. They want to stay young and youthful, and they want to see if they still appeal to the women that are more than half their age. I mean, now on the reverse side of that, women are too. And now they're calling them cougars, <laughs> which mm-hmm. is kind of crazy. But they're doing that because we're in a noncommittal society. People don't want to commit. My mother's rule was when I went out there, she told me this. She said, if a man hasn't proposed marriage before the five-year mark, more than likely he's not going to. So why would you want to waste the rest of your life waiting for somebody who doesn't even know what it takes to, uh, you know, what, if he hasn't found in you anything that he wanted to make a wife out of, then what are you waiting for? What are you always putting yourself in hope for? I've known, I've known women who've been uh, with somebody 10 years, 15 years. Uh. I'm like, that is insane. You've wasted life. Oh, my you God. They should know that before the five-year mark, whether you're worth marrying oh. or not. Or having a relationship oh, or not? Well, hello. <laughs> yeah. Hello, and I, uh, you know what? Hey, I was I was saying like this. Uh, I had a show with the kids. I had a show with the kids, the youngsters, you know, talking about you know the dating world and everything. And and I I said like this. I said, well, this would be this would be how I, my my way of doing it would be to on the first date because my son was saying the things that women shouldn't do because you know we had a uh, we've had we we had some traumatic uh, shows out here about uh, the women you know. Well, family member being killed, a woman, um, due to uh, a man, and you wow. know violence, violence against women, and and so my son was, you know, telling, uh, you know, on the on the show with the youngster, he was telling, uh, you know, what it is that women should not do on a first date, you know, because yeah. the show is about first dates, the do's and don'ts, and so right. he was like, don't go to parks. He said, don't go to the park, don't go to the park, don't go to the beach. He said, go to places that's lit. No, he said it like that. I'm like saying, wow, okay. So when I I said like this, I said, well, I think on the first date that, you know, me personally, I would just tell the guy right then and there that, I mean, what where where I stand. I want to get, I mean, I, I'm looking to get married. And my son was like, no, you know. He's like, no. Like, you know, you're going to run him away. I'm like, well, you know what? If they run, then, hey, that, I don't need a runner. <laughs> I need a, exactly. I need somebody who's not gonna run. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't need a runner. Yes. Am I That's right? True. That's very true. As a matter of fact, my mom almost said something similar to that. She said, "You know what thing? When you when you uh, have a relationship with somebody, you have to lay the cards out on the table. Tell them your do's and don'ts and what you like and what you don't. And if they're not if they're not for that, if they don't understand that, if they can't commit with that, then you already know the answer is no. There's no relationship that can you can make out of that." She said, why wait, right. till something ha- why wait till something happens? They ought to know up front where you're coming from. 
if I if I catch you, you know, flirting with other women, and especially if I'm with you, I know that if I'm not with you, then you'll you'll be picking up numbers and calling somebody or at someone's house. I mean, yeah. there's certain things we ought to say no to, mm-hmm. and we have to continue to stand up and not, you know, and not be desperate. See, desperate people do desperate things. You never want to be desperate in a relationship because a man can tell that, and he'll treat you exactly the way he thinks you will allow him to do it. My dad used to say that. He used to say, a man will only do what you let him do. <laughs> Whatever you allow him to do. He said, okay, if you won't let him do it, he'll know that. He'll know there's some people that you will not will not take his nest, and they won't even start. You ever been in a room with somebody who 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 will tell a dirty joke to everybody in the room, but this one person walks in and they shut up, they don't want to say it? Well, that person doesn't look like they they will allow him be comfortable with him saying, you know, and do anything. Right, and others mm-hmm. will say, hey, there's nothing to it. Mm-hmm. See? Mm-hmm. So you, you know, you're so right on that. I mean, you're right on that. Actually, you lay it all on the table. If it runs away, it's not for you. Hello, I was like, you know, because he's like, you know, you're gonna. And the kids like, yeah, mom, you're gonna. I'm like, you know, because I had like uh, five. Ki- I had a uh, five in house, and I had my nephew out, and uh, um, he's out in La Habra. He's a rapper, a gospel rapper, and so you know they were all on there, like, no, you're gonna make him run away. I'm like, yeah, well, you know what? That's what I'm talking about. That's why when men approach me today, you know, they're like, hey, Miss Lady, you know, they're extra. I'm like, you know what? If, if if you know what's good, this is what I tell them. If you know what's good for you, you you run. <laughs> hey, huh? Yeah, really. If you know what's good for you, you run because you know what. Uh, and I, I posted this and I, I shared it with the like, a woman of integrity. is not gonna have all that extra. I mean, you gotta kind of know where you're at with it, and you know, some things you just gotta cut loose. Something, something. Hey, you know what? You can't make you can't make anybody do what you want them to do. You can't make them make you live the way you want them to make no. you live. First of all, I mean, you should yeah. never wrap your head around just, you shouldn't wrap your head, make, make, make uh, let a man make a life, I mean, make up your life for you. You ought to have an idea of what life is supposed to be about. And you want somebody to join you that will enhance that life where you can both grow together. Not looking for somebody to create a life for you. But if you're looking for someone to create a life for you, they're going to let you down. They're going to let you down. I remember someone told me one time, because, you know, I, I've, I've always been the type of person that I used to fend. I mean, I always fend for myself. I never came in life, you know, came into a relationship with an empty plate. I said, if anything, they can't say they brought me the plate and filled it. When I came into a relationship, I brought my own plate. My own stuff was on it. But there was always room. You could add to it, but you didn't. You could never take credit for bringing the plate and filling it. And I think every woman ought to have that same kind of thing about themselves, the kind of respect for themselves. But look. You know what? I was doing good. I was doing good when you weren't there, and I'll do good when you're not. The only thing is, you could enhance my life and make it better, but I'm not gonna fall away, fall apart, whether you stay or you go. I mean, and that's how you really have to look at life. You have to look at I'm self-sufficient, and I can I can manage life with or without you. You can be an active part in, in making a better life, or you know, or you can just walk away, because without with it, either way it goes. I'm going to survive this thing called life. I'm going to survive it. And, you know, the problem is women, you know, are desperate. They figure I gotta, I have to keep him at all costs because they're not sure where the next one's going to come from, and they'll even take a lousy one rather than somebody who's any good. Wait for the right one. 
You, you said you don't know. You, they don't know where the next one can come from. You and you know what? You cute with it. You, you don't know where the next one can come from. That's the kind of you know what? Like like they say back in the day, Natalie Cole song or what is it? A uh, half a bed is better than none. No, no, like, you know that was true. a blow you know up. You you there was also a song you said I can do bad by myself and I don't need oh, yeah. to know. Oh, to oh yeah. My play sister's daddy used to sing it to her mama all the time. He'd be like, I can do bad. He'd sing it to her all the I time. I can do bad by myself. Yeah. It, it, I mean, and you know what? Touching, touching, on my, touching on my mom, too. It's like, a, I guess, you know, I mean, you know, you might. Uh, my friend touched me last night. She was texting with me. I could tell she was going through it on Facebook or whatever. And you know she's like you know it, you know it, sometimes it feels good to be she newly single. It's like sometimes it feels good to be single, sometimes it doesn't. And I'm like you know I guess you know in some in some sense it could, it could get lonely. But the, the deal is this, you know, just like you you spoke about the back in the day what was going on. My my mom she was she was a cold 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 character, and I used to think she was real. I used to think like wow she is really just cold. But a lot of the things that she incorporated, the things that she wouldn't stand for and wouldn't take, because once you just once you just lay down, I mean, and she like they, she used to say, if you lay down for, you know, if you lay down for anything, if you, uh, what is it, lay down for something, you fall down for everything, or you fall down for something, you lay down for <laughs> And the bottom line is people going to walk all over you. You know, they're going to dig the heels up in you, too. I mean I, I, I mean, and I try to tell me, it's not even about looks, it's not even about that. We had a conversation out here about, do you think uh, it's, what is the ratio of men to women nowadays? Because, uh. You know, we kind of had we we had talked about like I said last night. It's like a, a, a just the topic of what's going on with the older men, and then you know the you know it's like everybody everybody got to get down. I'm like, come on now. I know I'm a good person. I know I ain't the only person in this world. I had not I had protection. We we talked about nobody haven't been talking about AIDS lately, and I had to bring that out like the show before that. It's like you know, ever since magic, everybody thinks like he's cured or something. No, you don't hear any more stats about what's going on with the AIDS. Uh, you know, uh, what's the stats on, you know, the AIDS, reported AIDS cases? You know, I mean, I mean, it's like yeah. fell out of the sky and everybody's like getting down. It's like, hey, party, party. And it's like, you know, switching up, uh, you know, you got all this three, you know, bringing people into marriages, all kinds of stuff. It's like nobody has any sanctity or any uh, value, I mean, in, you know, in it. So I, I guess if it's more women like it used to be to me, to say it's how many, what, uh, 10 women to one, what, to three men or something like that. Well, that's pretty steep. Wow. I know. I'm asking you because I'm like saying, you well, know, I, I thought it kind really, of eat I don't know. I'm not sure what the statistic is, but I know that it, it's always been more women than men. And that, that makes them feel like they're, you know, the king of the hill. That's why they have so many. And we'll, <laughs> we'll only have one and they'll have many. Uh-huh. Mm. Well, because, you know, a man... A man wants to think that he he's still good looking and attractive to everybody who who he meets. It's of the opposite sex. Well, women, you know, we think we think with our hearts more than likely we we have our hearts on our sleeve. You know, we're all, we wear them so close to being knocked off all the time. But yeah. you know, we we carry our hearts on our sleeve, and you know, we we want to try to be the true blue, you know, girlfriend, wife, or whatever the case may be. And the and the man doesn't care anything about that. He'll have one he has to be right for, and have one he don't he can he can treat like a dog. As a backup, as a backup, and it's always been like that. My goodness, backup. That that was that was the title last night. Backup plan, or is it a middle age crisis? What? What? I mean, you know. I I, I I think think it's both. I think it's a middle age crisis. Men don't want to get old like women don't want to get old. The only thing is, women still want. See, what they don't realize is, 
you know, like you say, let's say if you're a wife, if he has a girlfriend on the side and you're married to him, let's say, for instance, he, that, that girlfriend wants the very same thing as a wife wants. Except, and, and the, here's the other thing, see, where the wife will, will say, okay, we can wait for it. Girlfriend says, no, be your girlfriend, you're already married. So for, for me to wait for it, you've got to give me mine up front. Mm. So, you know, mm. the, but see, it's, it's women like that that make a no-good man. You see, he became no mm. good on his own and by himself. Mm. Mm. Okay, he, there's mm. a lot of women out there who taught men how to be no good. Because mm. we don't suffer for anything. And, you know, you, when you have your standards, look, there's a great book called Boundaries. Mm. And mm-hmm. I, I would recommend it higher, highly for those who want to put boundaries in your life. Boundaries with parents, boundaries with kids, boundaries in relationships. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think it's by one of the authors is John Stoop, I think. Stoop. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's John Stoop, I think. It's called Boundaries. You can look it up. It's that was one of the Johns. It's two Johns, I think, who, who write that book. It's called Boundaries. And you know what? It's wonderful to read that. You, everybody should have a boundary. You have to be. Everybody should say, you know what? This is as far as I'm going to go. If you step over that line, you've you've gone too far. You see. And if a man knows up front how far he can go, believe me, he's going to be careful not to go. It go because you tell him, hey, if you cross this line, we're through. There won't be any coming back. There won't be any. I'm sorry, it's not going to work because you already knew up front. You already knew. Mm-hmm. So like. Lay it out on the table, and if and if he can't abide by those rules, because you have to have rules and regulations in life. If mm. you don't, life itself is going to teach you something the hard way. Knocks mm. and bruises and bumps, and a lot of times you're going to need surgery to fix it. Mm. Mm. It won't be a band-aid mm. effect. It's going to be surgery, major. People have gone to Heartbreak Hotel many times in their life before they found the right one. Many times. And a lot of the more times you go through the heartbreak, the less, you know, a lot of times you're not even any good anymore. I'm not saying any good, but I'll say it's hard for you to be good to somebody because you're never going to really trust them. Well, no, well, you know, this this show is explicit, so I, I might have to go on and say it. I know you might not want to say I mean, I know what you made in that sense, but some of them have to end up at the plastic surgeon getting their, you know, these, uh, you know what I mean, getting the yeah. area closed up because, like I tell people, every, every, the girls, girls, every every time. Not no, I'm not every guy. I said every sex that you tie. That's 500 miles on the area down there. So you time wow. that time. How many uh, times? Not how many men, because you know that you may. Well, I have 30. No, no. How many times you've had 500 time t- time that when you drive a new car off of the lot? I did it at the age of 18. Pay cash. When I drove it off, I paid cash eighteen thousand nine hundred something. When I drove it off of the the the, the dealer, it depreciated. I found. I mean, as a, as a young girl found this out. It depreciated like what two, three, three, four thousand dollars. So the bottom yeah. line is right. So you know, hey, and then that's I had a Chevrolet IROC. So it's American made. Like I tell these ladies, you say you say time five hundred time how many times you had. That is five hundred times. How many miles you got on? And we already know that cars, American-made cars, they don't last really good after you know, you know, past a hundred miles, hundred thousand, hundred thousand. You're washer. or you might need to go see the plastic surgeon. Now, if you're a European uh, brand, then you know you got, you know, you know, my Mercedes up two hundred, two hundred thousand. They're good for. But after that, then you know, you go to the pick and save. You go to the wrecking yard, and there you go. Or either you go and you go see Doctor Shivago down there in Beverly Hills to get a little tighten it up. The bottom oh, line wow. is, you know, 
that's something that women need to consider too. I mean, and all this, uh, you know what? I'm getting a lot. Hey, I, hey, all this sleeping with uh, people's husbands, and you know, it's a blow up. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, and and then these women thinking that they can sleep and share you with other women, and that that you're gonna be that you're gonna be there for that woman. You know, no, uh, if if you're sleeping with everybody, I mean, come on. You well, first of all, you you, have to, you have to think about it like this: if he'll if he's married, he'll sleep with me. Then he if if he leaves her and marries me, he's gonna sleep with somebody else because that's just mm-hmm. that's just the way the nature of the beast, you know. Mm-hmm. And like I said before, it it takes it takes a pretty raggedy woman that lets a man become that raggedy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He didn't become that way on his own. He wasn't playing in the field by himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He had lots of play partners, and they allowed him to be the way he is. But it takes a good woman to put her feet down and foot down and say, you know what, not me. You might be that person, but you're not going to be that person with me. Mm. Mm-hmm. And let him know. Then if you can't see the good in me, then you should you should leave now. Mm-hmm. You should leave now. Because I, right. I want Mr. Right. And, you know, the, 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 the other thing is, you know, you don't, you don't want to put, uh, put all your eggs in one cart. Like, you know what, now the, the second part of what I was going to talk about is the recipe for love. Now, if you you take a look at love and think about it as a recipe for a cake, and all your life you are trying to find just the right ingredients, you know, a pinch of this, a tablespoon of that, a cup or two of this, makes my cake taste so good, and it's so wonderful. And the aroma, once I start baking my cake of love, it can be smelled for blocks like a, like a, a like cake baking at a bakery. You can follow the scent all over the place because my cake, I spent most time trying to put just the right recipe that it represented who I am, the the part of me that I don't wouldn't share with everyone, just that special guy who's going to get this special cake I'm going to bake for just that special one. That person thinks they found them. And instead of making that person a cupcake or making, or cutting the cake into a little sliver like you would a child, a little teeny piece, and to see what he'll do with it, they bake him a sheet cake, and they expect him to sit down and eat it all at one sitting. And they're amazed at how, how could you throw my cake of, um, what could you think to throw my cake of love out? How could you give it to all your friends and share it with this one and share it with that one? How could you do that? Because he never asked for a whole sheet cake. You should have been, you should have given him just that sliver and found out whether or not he even likes that type of cake. And if he wanted more, you could cut him just another bigger piece. Never bake him the whole cake. Never use your recipe of love on one person, think, hoping, hoping that they're going to love it and be the that right person who's going to sit there and eat it all. You'll wonder why I let him drive my car and he's let he's let this woman drive it. See, this is these, we're talking about a bigger slice of the cake. Could represent a car. Could represent a house. Could represent jewelry. Could represent clothes. All those things. And he's giving it away. He's having his friends come over and eat it. It's for him. But you see, one thing we make the biggest mistake in is cutting a man too big a slice and expecting him to eat all of it. What we've done is we've used our our uh, the, the ingredients that took us a whole life to put together to represent who we are, and we've thrown it away on a person who was, who who could care less. And that person is... Now destroyed because they don't even have they don't have the recipe written down. They got to go back and try to see what it was to try to rebuild it. The key lesson here 
is that when you believe that you have the right person, given that small piece of cake, the size that you'd give to a two-year-old that hardly eats cake at all, not sure what the, kid, the two-year-old will do with this cake, how big a piece would you cut a two-year-old? Cut that man that same slice. Never give him, make him the whole sheet cake. Have you ever seen a whole sheet cake? How many people that'll, that'll feed? You're wondering why he's giving it away because he never asked for all that in the first place. Just give him enough to see what he'll do with. You know, and then, yeah, and then you have, you see, and if he's not the right person, you see, you have the recipe now, you can go ahead and give somebody else the other slices of cake. <laughs> You'll never miss that one little slice. Remember how you said, oh, I'll just cut this little slice. Well, we got the whole cake here. You'll have the whole cake here. Only one little slice is missing. You'll never know it's gone. When you, you'll have enough to give that next person that next little slice. Never bake them the whole cake until you know without a doubt that they're the right person. And then, and then again, you might be careful not even to bake give them the whole cake. Wait, uh, don't give them none. Just the water off. You know, they have quarter sheet, they have quarter sheet cakes, a half sheet cake. Think about it before you bake the whole one because your whole recipe is gone. I You'll said only give them a cupcake. Yeah, oh, sorry, a cupcake. Yeah, I'm a saying cupcake I, or, or less. This is what I look at. Don't even give them a cupcake. <laughs> don't yeah, even give uh, them, I, I say don't yeah. even give them a, 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 a cake pop. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, don't give them exactly. That's a good one. You I mean, know, you know what, I'm going to keep it. Because, yeah, because, I mean, cause, you know what, because in the end, you know what, we already know that women are more, so we know we're more, you know, even though they talk about we got game and we round here playing, oh, I'm telling you, I hear all kinds of stuff. Because, you know, to me, to me, it's a cowardly way of how men are trying to represent women. You know, that's why they're doing this and doing that or and all the extra. The bottom line is, as far as these late, as far as these ladies are going, if they just, you know, I mean, they really just. Hey, come on, come on. You know, you can't you, you can't do other women wrong. That means you can't sleep with other people's husbands. You, you better know that what goes around comes around. And when it comes back around to you, it's going to hit your ass right back in your head. And then you're going to be like, oh, my God. I mean, I mean, I got a friend who did that, who uh, had a relationship with the guy who had wife. Do you know that uh, they got me? She ended up marrying him after he divorced the wife. And do you know he's back with the wife now? What, what, what is really going yeah. on? Oh no! He he would have been history. He, I would have taken my eraser of life and erased him out of my book. He no longer would have been available to find me, because you know one thing. You see that 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 cowardly way is still inside of him. He hasn't learned anything. He just doesn't want to be alone through the lesson of the life. Oh yeah. Ooh, but if he yeah. knows he can take. Ooh. But if he knows he can have you back. He knows, okay, I know I can do her any kind of way. I've heard men say that. Well, I know I could. I heard this one man when I was married to my first husband, matter of fact. They were sitting on the front porch, and the door was open, so it wasn't like I was over, you know, listening to the conversation because the door was open, and they both spoke really loud. You couldn't help it. He said, he said, man, don't you have to, my husband, my ex-husband told him, man, don't you have to get home to, you know, to or get over there to your girlfriend's house? I thought you had somewhere to go. He said, if I get there tomorrow, I'm still going to be on time. Now, what does that tell you? What does that tell you? Anytime I show up is the right time. We as women put up with way too much. First of all, we should have standards. If we don't have the standard, how can we expect a man to have standards? How can we expect that if we don't have any standards? You see, he'd have shown up tomorrow, and it would be, he would have shown up tomorrow at my door, and I would have told him where he can find his door to go to. I said, oh, no, you, you're one day too late, baby. You're, you're hours and hours too late. You never will be able to do that again to me. You stand me up, and that's the last time you'll do that. 
I'm but a, see, I'm, but with a person, but you see, some women, some women, like you said, will take them right back in. And yeah, you know, another day to do the same thing. Yeah. There'll be something worse. Because know, a man knows who, yeah, a man knows who he can do things to. Some women, some women will stand for anything. My and mom is. Won't put up with a, anything. They won't put up with junk. My, my mom, my mom had her, you know, she had, I mean, she was a single parent and then she got, and she bought her house and everything. And, you know, she had one, she had one, uh, a male friend, uh, you know, that was with us during all our life. And I think it's actually my brother's dad. I think, it, I think it's my, my, my we believe because he looks just like him, right? But anyway, you know, we, you know, he always, over the years, you know, you know, she never had any type of tackiness going. I mean, you know, women. That's another thing is, you know, what are the things you're doing for your children and stuff? You know, there wasn't no man in the house. You know, he'd come sit on the couch. He'd come. If he wanted something to eat, he had to give her the money, and she had to drive his car <laughs> to go get it. Oh, you want to eat? Well, that's how she was. And, and you know, we, we I, I say, well, God, she was kind of, she was really tough on him. And then she said, you know, it was many times that he asked her, because they known each other since she was 16. So, so that's how long they were friends. So yeah. she said many times, you know, when you know she bought her house, he'd want to say, yeah, I think he, yeah, he had a wife too. He had a wife, and so um, he would say, well, you know, about them, you know, him moving in with her, and she used to always say this. She used to be like, oh hell no. She was like, I don't need no, and I, I mean, <laughs> it's kind of funny. She said, I don't need him. She said, I already, I already have a house. I don't need a man to come in and pay half of my bill. I'm going to have to cook him something to eat. And then he's going to be expecting something. I was like, wow, like that? She was like, no. So she was like, if, if you can't come pay at all, then <laughs> there's no need oh, wow. for you to show up. She was she a was cold, cold piece of work. And also, too, she drove the, the car while the wife was on the bus stop. And she was a cold piece of work. I, I, I'm not sending a shout out to her. She know I got much love for her. She's a cold piece of work. But then some of the things, the tactics, when I see that, how guys are doing things and how these ladies are not even representing for each other either. Because, I mean, these ladies, I mean, you know what I'm saying? They got no respect for themselves. I mean, it's I mean, not even just, it's not even just down to the crack horror uh, girl. It's down to these ladies, you know, these young ladies, these pretty ladies out here. They, you know, they be betraying, they, they're portraying themselves to be, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's just ridiculous. I mean, if, if we can't at least get past that as women, I mean, because, come on, you better believe, uh, like I said, it, we, if you do it to somebody else, it's going to come back. It's karma. It's called karma. You don't get away with nothing like that. And you should have some mm-hmm. type of pride and integrity within yourself to where you don't want to sleep behind some other lady anyway. The bottom line is if you can't be number one, why be number two or three or ten? That's true. I used, I used to say if I can't ride in the front seat, I'm sure I'm not gonna ride in the back. And if I and look, and if she can beat me rocking, she can have my chair. Huh? Yep. She sure. There it is. There it is. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Uh, you know. You know. We have. We have to stand up. Uh, you know, for ourselves. But you see, here again, if you, you we talk about the integrity of ladies, well, who's teaching these women? Well, or yeah, a lot of broken up homes. Or not. There's a lot of women trained by women at home. Yeah, a lot of broken homes now. You know, back in the day, we did have a little bit more parental guidance, but you know, you know, with the how you know, and like we represent drugs hit the scene, and you know, uh, you know, the property value on parents. I mean, just like I tell these girls, when I came back out there long since last time, I was like, yeah, the property value on you know vagina is is like really low. I said I checked the the Dow and the Nasdaq. And it was lower than pork bellies. And that's the same thing I feel about as far as these parents out here. You know, I mean, parents are getting younger and younger. 
they they're displaying all this uh, cult, they're enculturating in our children and our youth our our youth uh, children of color as well. I'm I'm saying speaking that it's okay to be 16 and pregnant. It's okay to do you know all that. That's not cute. It's not cute. It's not for you guys either. Like I like I represent out there. You know, as you see, if 16 and pregnant, there is no colored children on that on that show. So it's not for you because you know what? You're not gonna get a free ride from you know no uh, television crew. Was gonna pay your way, you know, while you be, you know, baby mama one, baby mama two, and all that extra stuff. That is just all. It, that's that's them. They can do that because you know, after all, they can turn back around and make something big out of themselves. Like, they'll blow up, you know. But you, you know, sixteen and pregnant, yeah, you can make it if you already made the mistake. But if you haven't, don't even think about it. It is not a reality TV show. They cry, they eat, you know what I'm saying? And then on top of that, you, I mean, and then you got the ladies is running out the door too. I mean. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you see a lot of males out here with their kids too. So I mean, you can't lay it on the bed no more. Grandparents today are the are, are the surrogate mothers and fathers. Grandparents are the ones that are now stepping up and raising their kids' children. And they're going through hell. You better believe it. Yes, I've seen are. a couple of then the foster care system. I've seen a lot of it, honey. They're going through it. I mean, because these kids because they're coming because they're drug addicted. A lot of them, and Lord, God bless them. The deal is, that they're, they're, I mean, uh, the, everything is lessened. You know, that's why I started this radio. You know, well, I started with the kid, with my niece and my in-laws, niece and nephew. And, you know, of course, you know, you don't invite a lion to a, you don't, like I tell you, you don't invite a lion to a, a kitten fight. And, you know, they invited me and then they started slacking. And so I had to run my own, you know. That's just how it happened, you know. It, it's for people to, to be, you know, be enlightened and encouraged. It's not just a downplay, but it's everybody calling, everybody giving their in, input collectively. What I did learn in in human services, now I'm, I'm definitely I'm certified as a human service major. What I did learn is I learned how to behave, and I had to walk that way. I had to live that way. You know, there. You know, I I can't proclaim to be anything that I'm not. But I know what when I'm out here doing what what my purpose is is to make a difference. If you can touch one person and change one person, that's one person that you can say. I believe that. I say talk. that all the time. Yep, I say that all the time. Yep, what? I say that all the time. One person, you know, there's so many attached, so many people linked together with that one. So when you help that one, you're really helping many. Yeah. You got to look at I it like it. that because you got to look at it like one, one, just like I tell people all the time, you know, um, I shared the power of a bitch. And it's funny, everything that you said so far is what, you know, either what I read last night, because you know I'm a writer as well. Is what I read and shared. You know, I have the woman integrity. That the woman of integrity is an awesome writing that I wrote, and I wrote it in in regards to you know this particular subject. It's like you know you run across. This is what I say. You know, because I started to get like this. I think that you know people, you know people who are of that game playing and all that. They why do see men and women who are out there to have a good time and you know it's uh, hedonism and all that going on in Fuckfest. 2012, all them, you know, they down for the get down. Why don't they stay in their own? <laughs> I'm sorry. I want them to be isolated in their own little land. Yeah, I mean, if, if I could, put them on an island and let them go. You know, because they, they like to mingle with other people who don't, you know, don't want to get down with all that. And then they want to, you know, they want to act like in camouflage and come in like chameleons, like they like us. <laughs> you know, I, if I could, I'd ship them all off to an island. Where they can just all of them, they can just get up booty ass wild and do what they want to do, but keep it on over there. <laughs> you know, yeah, let us do. people out here who, you know, who, you know, about something who, you know, what I'm saying, ain't got time for games. Want some community, want want to unite family. You know, install family principles for 
the generations to come. Well, you know, the the bad thing is that people don't learn their way until much older in life, and by that time they've ruined children, they've ruined families, they've ruined their own life. They usually don't learn these lessons that, that uh, their grandparents or maybe their parents or somebody they looked up to could have taught them if they would have took the time to listen. Oftentimes we don't listen to people telling us the same thing. We could have bumped our, we get kept from bumping our heads when we were young if we would have listened to somebody who was older who had the knowledge that we didn't have. But, you know, we, we, we tend to think we know it all. And when we do that, we hurt ourselves even worse. The bad thing is these same people whose head was hard, they one day have children. They have kids, and their kids are going to be just as broken in certain areas because they were. How are you going to teach somebody when you can't when you were not taught? So, yeah. and that that's the sad part. You know, it it just it just perpetrates failures all the way through life, and you wonder why your kids can't do better. Well, guess what? Did you teach them? What did they see? What mentoring did you do? You know, kids they say, oh, the kids just didn't you know, couldn't find their way. But we're we're supposed to be there Lady. teaching. So you know, teaching, leading. And, and not just our kids, but other people's kids, too. You know, yeah. we, you see a kid going astray. I mean, if we love them, if we care about them, we should say something. Yeah, and but, you know, I thought about that, too. I, and I represent, too, for parents out there, too, because, see, nowadays things are tight. You know, parents' schedules are tight. You know, parents are working. You may have one, two, whatever case may be. I encourage parents out there to take one day off. It could be, and I'm going to keep it 100, take one day out of a month. I mean, if it's a sick day or whatever the case may be, and go to your kid's school. Get in connection with the teachers. Get to know the teachers. Have the teachers. I mean, I mean, you got to check about them. And then all that, oh, going to spend a night over folks' house, you want to know the parents. I mean, there's just things that you, I mean, you. I mean, just like my, we had a, 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 a one about uh, teenagers and violence just last week, um, you know, because of another life in my life has been touched with bullets at USC. And, and this is why I come with this. You know, that happened right in the middle of the campus. And these were gangbangers. And it's like, wait a minute, what are, what are you guys doing at a, a party that was, you know, uh, sponsored by, the, you know, the black uh, the black school committee? I mean, you know, the, I mean, I mean, you guys are mixing. And like I said, as far as the clothes, the incorporation with the sagging, I said, I mean, I mean, apparently, apparently the guards or whoever, when they were letting them all in the party, because it was four people shot. The one, the child that's in my life is was shot seven times he survived oh the case is they were in the center of usc not on the outside you know where you know the streets that they were in the middle of it they were inside of you know it's like wait a minute so now you got kids who are going to school to get an education and then you got gangbangers who are going to have party use a party with the kids who are going to get an education so with y'all dressing alike i mean if everybody walking around I mean, is it that nobody nobody can tell the difference between the gangbanger or the college student? I mean, so you go to school, you do all that, and you get shot. I mean, you do everything in your life so that you don't end up, uh, you know, a casualty of the street. And then you go to college, and then you end up a casualty of the street anyway, just like the two Japanese students, you know, uh, that got killed on April 11, 2012, by the USC campus. Like you know what I mean, I'm serious. I'm like I, I, I'm thinking. I I don't, don't want to get anybody to you know starting to classify or to stereotype anybody. But the bottom line is you know something has gone wrong because <laughs> it's like you know what I mean. Come on, it, it'd be one thing. And then I hear, and then my my, my girlfriend came out there. And she said also too, their kids that go to college do gangbang too. 
So I'm like, she she said they come back to the neighborhood, they go to way to college, and they come back. So I was like, wow. So it's like, well, what is it? What is it we we're doing? And where is it that we we're going? Parents should be more alert and watching your kids. I seen a kid getting jumped in the gang out the window. I thought it was like something. I thought that only happened in movies. The bottom line, I couldn't get down fast enough to get to the older guy that was out there watching them do that. Because, see, you got those kind of sick-minded people out here. And when you say about all of us parents watching out for the kids, this is my thing with that. See, now, I mean, they had them back then, I'm sure. But now you got all these sicko people. You know, these people who are supposed to be there for the kids at school, the people, the counselors, the you know, you got these, you got them who have gotten into, you know, into the, you know, being around children just because they're sick. So now yeah, you got people, you, you can't even trust Mr. Jim if Mr. Jim said, you're a little girl, you can't trust Mr. Jim, you're a little boy, you can't trust nothing Mr. Jim because, you know, he might be a sex offender. <laughs> I mean, you got to go online and take a look. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> there, so, I mean, I mean, that's, I think we lost that too. And a lot with prayer in church, back, I mean, prayer in schools back in back in the day, whatever that lady did, I think that was a blow-up, too. The bottom line is, you know, the, it's coming to pieces. It's coming to pieces. Everybody's pretty much scared. Then you got the parents who, you know, they, I mean, they, they, they fear. They, I mean, they're, they're, they're from the streets, too. So they, they're like, what? <laughs> you know, they, you tell me no more monkey. You know, I mean, you got all that going on. You know, nobody is, you know, I mean, it's like, and, and then you got Nike, like, I, like my son works for, like I must say, you know, he's an assistant manager, but the bottom line, you got them talking about how you dress. I mean, all that going into the materialistic, what is, you know, they call culture, they, they, they label culture as hip hop and hip hop, hip hop is not culture. Culture has nothing to do with that. See, they have enculturated our children with saying that, oh, this money, these shoes, this, that, and, and all that, what you look like. All of that doesn't really matter when it comes down to the fact that when you look at your skin color and you're in a position to try to get a job that you want, that you may have went to college for, that's where it'll tell you hip-hop culture, that's where culture will come in and slam you in the face. That's why I'm trying to tell people out there, young people too, you know, all of that, you know, want to be unique, want to be different. Might not be appealing to everybody, but you know what? The unique, the odd one always ends up. You know, I was the ugly duckling turned into the swans. I tell you, so, you know, be the different one. Stand out. You know, unless they're yeah. bullies. Unless they're bullies, because now you got the problem with the bullies. So, I mean, you got all kind of stuff going on. You know, I mean, damn, you know, it's like, wow. Because people aren't raising their kids. School, you got government telling you how to raise your kids for one. You know, hey, they, you know, they, they're telling you that you can't whoop them, but then they'll shoot them. Oh, you got to and you know one thing, you know, we we live in a society where where the negative is glorified. The, you know, the hip hop music and all the rap music has glorified thugs. Basically, it is. It's telling you that they're talking about thug life. What is that? What kind of life is that? It, it, you you end up with two things: the, you, jail if you're lucky, but most assuredly the graveyard. There's nothing to be said by that. Well, what's going to happen when you, you're too old to be thugging around? See, these people think they're just living for you. You're living for today, but what's what about tomorrow? What about when you're an old man? What are you doing with your life since you have some? Are you there? Oh, hold on. Oh, hold on. You there, Rosie? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, we we missed that. So can you just run that by us again? <laughs> Sorry. You said, what about the old, you, you were talking about the old, what about when they get old? What about when all that yeah, wears well, out? 
Yeah, like when they when they when they get old, see, they, people live with the idea that they're going to be young forever. You know, they 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 tattoo themselves, they pierce themselves all over the place. They think it looks so cute because they're young. But guess what? When you're You there? So cute. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, Rosie, are you are you are you on a cell phone or are you on the house phone? No, I'm on a cell phone. Okay, Did well, um, just to, just to let you know, um, in between in between, I'm gonna go ahead and touch on the time. In between time, make sure you're charging it up. And if you want me to call a house phone, I can do that too. You know, my studio, I can call anybody. Let's check in with the time. It is now 5:25 in the p.m. This is Gina's Groove Theory. You're representing out of Long Beach. This is your KXRW Community Connection Internet Radio Station. And I'm Gina, and you're out here with Rose, Rosie. Uh, She's shooting some knowledge, trying to encourage you guys out there to, you know, start to use your, well, like my mom said, use your, mo- use your head for more than a hat rack. She used to kill me with it. <laughs> like, okay. Okay. All right. I, don't, I, don't know if you can, I don't know if you can hear me or not, Gina, but uh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Oh. Yeah, I was just wondering if you could hear me. I wasn't sure if you can. But, you know, I was just saying how in today's world, you know, we're glorifying the negative and they're wondering why society is turning to negativity. First of all, you know, the, the, the values, the moral values have, have are lost in today's society. And and that's a problem. That's a problem. They think that uh, living a life like a thug is going gonna, is gonna, to uh, prosper them. Let's get rich quick right now, you know. Rosie, you there? And anyway, uh, oh, you can't. You you kind of keep. You kind of keep going out. Do you, um. It, it, do you check your phone and see if it it may need to be charged? Maybe because if it needs to be charged, then I can call you on the house phone. And okay. Then you yeah. Go, call, call, uh, Gina, call me on the house phone. It might be better. Yeah. Yeah. That that would be better. And, and then you can go ahead and charge that up if you like. Um, okay. I, I'll go ahead. Look. Look. I'll go ahead and. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and play music, and I'll touch you on the phone, and, you know, we'll do this offline. I'm going to go ahead and take a music break. I'm going to go ahead okay. and represent out there, and uh, I'll, I'll talk to you two and two. I'll call you call you two and two. So we'll go ahead and drop that. This is Jenna's Groove Theory. It is November 25th, 2012, broadcasting live out of Long Beach. You're here with Rosie. We're talking about things that can uh, positively gear you guys to being more uh, productive in your families and your children and in your lives. So uh, with that, uh, actually, the show is titled uh, uh, the the recipe. The recipe. Oh no, I had to look over because I'm I'm trying to get a little ad lip over here. I'm trying to get you know some work right here, some key grip guys. Uh, the recipe for love, and uh, it's the cookbook to happiness. So uh, she's sharing uh, with us two parts. So we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna take a music music break. Actually, we find something in the studio that I have not yet to play. Yet. <laughs> okay, let's say this is your KXRW, your community, your community connection internet radio station, Gina's Groove Theory as well. Uh, let's see, uh, I got something good. Let's see. Wow. Speaking of that, yeah, I got something real. I, I don't know if uh, Rosie heard this before, but uh, this is in, 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 in respect. In re- in respect, yeah, we play. I play freedom of peace. In respect of what we're talking about tonight, mm, uh, like like she's saying, if you know it's not working for you, you know, hey, if it's not working for me from the get go, if it's not, if it's from the gate, 
you already know. There's nothing you can fix. You can't fix something that's already what it is. And just know, uh, sometimes you can teach a dog, uh, old dog new tricks, but majority of the time, the old dog don't want to change. So the deal is, you know, you got to walk on and step off. This is actually, so with that, I'm going to go ahead and uh, drop Mint Condition on you guys. This is off their latest album. Uh, this is one of the baddest bands in the world. Mint Condition, this is called Walk On. You should have just walked on. This is Jenna's Groove Theory. It is now 5.30 p.m., November 25th. Much love. Check it out.
Hi, we're back with Gina's Groove Theory. <laughs> this is Gina, broadcasting live out of Long Beach. We're going to go ahead and uh, touch on, uh, I'm going to go ahead and call Cousin Rosie back and uh, get her back on on, on, on air. And then we're going to go ahead and, uh, I'm going to go ahead and play uh, some more cuts as well, of course. Uh, it is now 5.34 p.m., November 25th, 2012. Sunday representing here out of Hello. Long Beach. Hi, how are you doing, Rosie? Hi, sweetie. Hi. hi. <laughs> Yeah, I, I went ahead and went on and called you because um, I don't know if you got I don't know if you got to hear the the, the song I just played, but yeah, it was oh. a t- it was touching. Uh, oh, you didn't get to hear it? No, I couldn't hear it. Oh, okay. Well, well look, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna, I'm gonna touch a couple of more songs so I can uh, take a little short break and grab you some water and uh, go okay. ahead and check this out. It's called Walk On. It's by Mint Condition. Right, I'm gonna go ahead and play it, play it again for you, uh, uh, oh, cool. so you can hear it. Okay, so check it out. Okay. Hold on, Rosie. This is okay. walk on. Just like she said, it's all about you know. Hey, if you know it's not working for you, if it's not, if if it's not, hey, from the gate, if it's not working for you, it's not working for you. You can't change things that are not gonna. You you can't uh, unless it's Play-Doh. I guess you know Play-Doh. And if it's not too hard and you haven't had it out sitting out, then you can kind of mold it. But you can't really mold something that's already molded. Can't change. Uh, you can't uh, teach your old dog new tricks. Some some old dogs like to like to new, learn new tricks, but not many. So. We're representing here out of uh, Long Beach. This is your uh, your community connection internet radio station. This is Gina's Groove Theory, 5.36 in the p.m. This is Walk On. This is a double play. I had to do, what is it that I, I think it was KJLH, back-to-back, mint condition, Walk On.
Hi, everybody. You're back with Gina's Groove Theory. That was a replay of Walk On by Men Condition. That's off their new album, or their latest album, Seven, actually. Uh, and there is also, a, it's, a, it's a bad album. You should guys check it out. It's really hot. And then uh, recognition, as since we're on that, uh, it was another thing, uh, another cut I'm going to play, because Miss Rosie did touch on it. Uh, she, like she said, you know, you got to have a backup plan. So I'm going to go ahead and touch you guys with Angie Stone, backup plan. This is her new cut. So check it out, Rosie.
Reggie Stone. That's a backup plan. That's another shout out there to you too. And just to go ahead and touch because I did that. I download pretty much when I do this. Uh, I do the show and I, things that touch things that touch me pretty much is where I got, but where I put the music at as well. So I always represent for everybody, but then as well as the shows itself. So I try to put the music with the show pretty much. So uh, I got another cut out here. This is on the flip side of. Uh, what we were talking about, uh, actually, this is from the woman's uh, point of view, and uh, this is how, I guess, what we uh, look like, or we look like in the eyes of people that, well, we're doing this uh, around the corner and in the behind the back door and all the extra, you know, uh, like we're representing all that. It's really not really self-gratifying, and in the end, you'll end up very a lonely, miserable person. So with that, uh, I'm going to... Send this shout out here. This is Jill Scott. So gone. So gone. That speaking on women being empowered and being able to walk on. Uh, Jill Scott kind of brings it out that, you know, this may be one of the main causes that uh, women stay in those kind of chore uh, relationships with these men who aren't going to go nowhere with them. Uh, it is now 5.46 in the p.m. This is Jenna's Group Theory, KX. RW, your community connection internet radio station broadcasting here out of Long Beach. Here's another shout out to you. Uh, check this out, Rosie, as well. This is called So Gone. You're going to hear the pages turn. Let me take my cadels off Don't want this thing But can't let go Even though I need it so Uh, what does my body know? 
Nation of Soul, baby, you're super deep. And I'm the man of steel with skills, call me super I got that technique that keeps you coming back to back. And I know you feel it all in your stomach whenever you arch your back. I'm a fool your head. I know you love that. When I maneuver this tongue, your eyes roll back. I work inside angles, I'm a karma super pro Kitchen table down to the flow Ass in the air while you bite that pillow Girl, you know how I chop and shoot
and I bought the mesa. Matching stones that forget which you married me. If you have me, I gladly give my life To take the vow to make you my wife Back with Gina's Groove. It is now 5:57 in the PM. It's November 25th. Going to go back here, talk back to Rosie. Say hi. Hello there. Hello. Hello. Uh, hi. Hi, hi, hi there. there. <laughs> hi. That, that, I, was quite uh, a that was quite. <laughs> well, you know, I was I was going to make a comment on you know you were talking about uh, I think you're saying about something being bendable. And there was a there was an old saying that um, you know my mom and dad used to say. He said you can only make a tree bend when it's green and it's a sapling, not a, not when it becomes an oak tree. So in other words, while something while something is new and pliable, it's only time to make it bend. When it becomes an oak tree, it's impossible. It's impossible to make something that's already old and set in its ways to bend. You think about that. So, like these young women are going after these really old guys. But once they're once they're set in their ways, they're they're not going to change. So it just the way when they were young and they were messing up in their young life with their with their young wives, how they'd be the same way for a young woman in her life. Old, like they say, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Well, that's pretty true. 
well, you know, unless they, unless of course they've learned the lesson of life and and realize that there's some things that need to be changed, or otherwise they'll be repeating, you know, they'll be repeating uh, life as they knew it, you know, and that's not something you want to do. You want to try to better each each segment of your life, and and let make it count for something, you know. Um, Einstein's uh, theory of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. We have to think about that. If you keep doing everything exactly the way you've been doing it and accepting, expecting a different result to come of it, you're, it's crazy. It's insane. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And it, for something to change, you have to do it, make it new each time. Try something different to make it work. So, you know, we often think that, you know, if we if we just keep doing what we've been doing all the rest of our life, it's going to work out for us. But you have to look at where did it take you so far? And that, that's something that we have to be aware of in life. We have to realize that, uh, you know, we want, to, we want to see something different in our life. We have to figure out, really be honest with ourselves and really take a look over our life and actually pinpoint the, the areas that we went wrong and say to yourself, for me to change, what would I need to do? What decision should I have made differently to come up with a different result? And, you know, that's the only way that change is going to happen. It starts with us, and it starts with changing your own mind, you know. You, you, in order for you to uh, have a different thought about life or, or a different thought about circumstances or even your own life, you have to think differently about it. You have to say, you know what, I'm getting tired of failure, and I want to stay up. Other people are doing it. How are they doing it? What's making them have a decent life? What's making them have a whole life? What's making their marriage, someone else's marriage work and mine didn't? Or someone's relationship work and mine didn't? What are they doing differently than what I'm doing? What, what, what have, has my uh, desire for who I choose as a mate or someone to be with, has that changed? What, what kind of person would really make me happy? What kind of qualities should they have? You know, and if you have never asked yourself those important questions and actually look for those types of things in every relationship that any relationship that you have, how can you expect that uh, you're going to know it when you see it? So we just can't stumble on life. We have to make plans in life for for happiness and for uh, future progress. You have to have a plan. And you know, if we just stumble across life, we're never going to make we're never going to make it because life has a lot of pitfalls. But you got to do the what ifs. Okay, well, what if I did fall? What's your B plan? Sometimes we have to remember it's not just an A and B plan. We have to even have a Z plan all the way down the list. If that if that fails, what's next? What else? So that I don't fall and break my neck, what can I do to keep afloat? Most people give up on just having an A plan. Oh, this is the best plan I've ever come up with. But now, what if it fails? What do you have? To, what do you have to see, still keep going? You have a B plan? How about a C plan or a D plan, just in case? And a successful person looks beyond the A plan and a B plan and says, hey, if I need Z, if I need a Z plan to keep going and to not fail, then I'm going to sit down and before I decide to even put my plan into action, I'm going to have all these things lined up just in case I need to pull from this basket and and keep myself going. Never put all your eggs in one cart. Most people do that. You put all your eggs in one card, and then you hand it to somebody who slips and falls and breaks up your entire life. Mm-hmm. Be careful who be careful who we who we uh, give our treasured parts to, parts of our life to. Be careful because if they slip and fall, there goes your whole life. 
be careful because it takes us all our life to, you know, to figure out what we want in life and where we're going. And you just don't want to trust just anybody with it. It's very important. Life isn't that long as, as we know it anyway. And the more time that we waste, the less chance we have of ever seeing life being fulfilled, you know, us having fulfilled life. You know, like I remember someone telling me one time, they said, you know, well, uh, you know, what if I live 100 years? And I, the first thing I said, how many people do you know that are 100 years old? I said, no, you have to look at life and the, real, the reality is, at best you might know somebody who's 80, maybe. A lot of people know people a lot less than that. I said, and, and if you look at their life as having been successful, what can you do to almost to kind of mimic that, some of the steps that they made, and listen to some of their failures too? Because in life, you know, it's just as important as having successes to know what the failures were. And a lot of times if we take our time to listen to someone older who has lived life, like my dad used to say, he said, if you haven't lived your life in a box, you ought to have something to say. Or he used to say a closet, rather. He said, if you haven't lived your life in a closet, you, you, ought, to, you ought to have something to say about this life. You ought to have something to say. The good, the bad, the ugly, you ought to have, a, you ought to have an opinion. You ought to have some life experience to talk to somebody about. And, you know, we want to try to live a healthy and prosperous life as we can. But all things in life, you know, we just don't stumble into life. We should have some kind of plan, you know, in life. It's just like when you get ready to go buy a car. Usually you've looked at a whole lot of cars. You've stopped at showrooms looking at different ones. You're not even sure what kind of make or model of the car. Even before you look at the price, you're looking at the style of car you can imagine yourself in. Well, if you don't have it, you have never imagined your life better than where it's at. How can you expect to find it when you, when it's set in front of you? How do you, you know, you have to sit down and think about life. Life, life is it's some thinking. You have to put some thought to it. And if you want life to be, you know, good for you, you have to decide how, where do I go? What, what steps do I make to make a change? And don't follow the same footsteps as mom and dad. Maybe theirs wasn't perfect. Maybe this wasn't successful. doesn't mean that yours can't be. And I heard women say, oh, you know, there's no men to choose from. Well, you know what? We're only talking about one state in 50. And then there's, and then there's the Europe. And then you go outside of the United States. There's men to be found. If you can't find them in, this, in 50 states, go outside, go outside of the state. You'll find somebody. They had none you know, how far do you How far do you want to look? That's what I heard people say that there's no good men left in the world. No, you mean in your neighborhood? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, but, hello. You know, but, but, you're, but life hello. extends beyond your neighborhood. <laughs> hello, hello. What's up with that? Oh, my. You never, you don't eat, like they used to say, don't eat where you shit and don't, no, you just don't. You don't mess around and you don't date in the neighborhood. You don't date it. To me, two no-nos is work and home. Work at home, you don't, you don't, you know, I think it's a, I think no one should uh, mingle the two together. You know, I mean, in your neighborhood, you know, messing around with your neighbor, none of that. That that's a blow up. Yeah, you know, people, you know, people yeah. want to find a they want to find a mate in the same bar they used to go to, a same club. I said, my God, you know, there's a whole world out there. There's even other cities within within your state. You could be going to other places and see what kind of clubs they got in another city. You know, that's you're only what I'm looking talking. in one. Yeah. You're only looking in your own backyard. You may never find it. Especially if you live in the ghetto, it's a blow-up. Well, you know, when people think, oh, because you live in the ghetto, you got to date in the ghetto, that is not true. That is not true. 
you know, okay. your, your soulmate can be found anywhere in life. It's li- love is limited. It's not limited. You you can find love wherever wherever you're actually looking for it, and it can and it can be. It's not confined to just one state or not one city. But people don't. They always they only go want to go where they're comfortable. Well, you have to take yourself out of your comfort zone in order to in order to oh experience my God, life. No, you you know, oh my God, life is not always comfortable. There's a lot oh of discomfort God. actually. Oh a lot of pitfalls in life. But you you got to look outside of your comfort zone. Yeah, make life a little uncomfortable. And you might survive longer because that will make you be on your P's and Q's. You, do you oh know that if you, if you are, let's say if life was a minefield, you're in, you're, in a, you're in war, and life was a minefield, you know that every step you make you're going to be very careful because you want to keep both your legs and both your feet? Think of life as a minefield. I'm going to be careful where, where, where I land my feet. I'm going to be careful. Look at life, to be careful with the, life, the only life you have. And the only life you have should not be filled with all kinds of misery and pain forever. Believe me, my dad used to say this. He said, somebody's enjoying life even if you're not. Somebody is. <laughs> Somebody somewhere is enjoying all the life that you wouldn't live and you wouldn't, you wouldn't enjoy because you didn't know where to go, didn't know what to do. But you have to, you know, you have to look beyond your circumstances, where you are and what you're about. Find out what the rest of the world is doing. Strike up a conversation with somebody who's even more intelligent than you are. It causes you to want to read. It causes you to want to think. If you only talk about people who only want to talk about something over a beer, you know you may not get much education out of that. But talk to somebody who's got a degree in something. You may not understand everything they're talking about, but at least they've elevated your level of thinking to make you make you want to pick up a book and see what they really are talking about. Yeah, you know, and and that's something I found out in you know I found out in life. Always try to elevate the people that you're around. It make it causes you to expand your mind. Expand your mind. You don't want to just talk to people that the only thing they can talk about. It's like it's like going to a bar and only want to talk to people who drink beer. But there's people who drink wine, and then there's people who drink expensive wine. <laughs> you know, so I mean, you can keep going from there. Why well, just want to be with somebody who only has, you know, beer taste, you know, has, has beer uh, money when, you know, you really want to talk to people who have champagne taste? I may and, not be and, there, but I, maybe I want to interview them and find out what champagne tastes like. Well, you know we're, what I mean? And, you, we're not, and we're not talking about champagne, people. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, talking, you, want to, you want to elevate. We're not talking about, oh. we're not talking about champagne or uh, either uh, Aunt Duck Andre. We're not talking about that, people. We're talking about, you know, come on. Yeah, you, know, I mean, you, you I want to elevate. To say that. Yeah, we want to elevate ourselves. A lot of people don't, though. And that's why they say, oh, I can't talk to him or her because she's too smart. Well, guess what? What does that say? It's not that they're too smart. You're too dumb. That's what (laughs) it's saying. You're picking picking out their positive and making it a negative because you're feeling negative. That's what I was going to say, too. And a lot of people need, uh, you know, I think a lot of of that, too, is, a lot. you know, I have to admit this, too. A lot of of women that, uh, you know, know, have finding the right man, and all this extra that you talk about is because for one reason it's, it's not really it's not really that the it's the men is you know that I this is what I just from observation you know some of some of the women some of the women is more so the women's uh uh they're 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 I mean, it's it's the way it's the way that they're dealing with things it's the way that they're uh, uh, presenting not just presenting themselves but but then also too I mean they're not giving. You know they're not giving them any. They're not giving a man any, any 
you know, this, I want this, no, 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 nothing of what, what they want. They're not, you know, reaching out, giving their dreams either. And like my daughter said about the comfortability, so funny. I'm going to have to share this with you. Uh, I, I want you to go online and check out, uh, his name is Jim, G, Jim Rowan, R R O H N. And the power of ambition, you got to, re- it is a, it's a, it's a, a video, it's about seven hours long. But I tell you when I, when we got started with it, it was nonstop. It's that guy I told you about. It's the least likely. Everything that you said, even my daughter said a couple of weeks ago to a younger, a young man, younger than her, uh, she had said, she's like, you know, you don't, don't you know, you, you, you can't be comfortable. <laughs> and this is her, you know, she's 25. She was saying, you know, you got to get out of the comfortability. And Jim Brown, he talked about the same thing. See, one thing is, and also, here's another thing. If you're good at, if you're good at, then you are lacking in something. Okay, whatever. Don't don't focus a lot of your time on the things that you already know that you're good at. Focus the time on the things that you struggle with. Struggle. Right. It's, you 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 kind of you kind of you, you you win and you win time, but you you win not just time, but you win progress. Because see, while you're doing while you're focusing on the things you can't do, like say say for instance, you know, I mean, I'm good at uh. I'm good at writing. All I do is focus on writing, but I'm not doing anything else. Or you know, I mean, I'm not putting my, you know, my eye, my eyes, like what you said, more than one bag, one more, more, more than one egg in the basket. My mother retired after 36 years, and all the time I know her, she always said, you know what, you never know. You know, this job may, she, she never, she retired and everything, but she always spoke of that, and she always tried to reinvent herself. She went to school for, I mean, she knew how to. I mean, oil paint, uh, sketch, all of that cake decorating. I mean, what else she didn't do? You know, I mean, she even went and worked See at that? a driving. You know, she even went and worked at a driving for a couple of days. That was a blow up. But she, you know, she tried to do that. As a, I mean, she was always trying to do something to, re, you know, to, you know, when people told her she couldn't, she just, I mean, that just made her want to. You know, when people, Absolutely. when people say you can't, you know, you want to push forward. You want to, I mean, it just encourages you more. I mean. Since, you know, I've been uh, with my disability and everything, ever since then, you know what, I've been writing more. See, some things, and then you got to look at it when it comes to time. You know what, like, like this is one thing that I always say. I say, when I, when I, when I, when I, when I bullshit time, time bullshits me. And that is so real. When I play around with time, you know, all I'm doing is playing time is really having the big laugh on me to see within time, I'm losing time. Time is always going to be there, regardless if we come or go die off, whatever time. It's going to be everlasting. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're probably, time is going to be here past the roaches, past all that extra. Time is always going to be here. So it's like, okay, if I mess around with it and then I, I waste too much time, and that that's what, you know, sometimes we get sidetracked in these little relationships that we pick up. And like what you said, you know, getting to know a person probably better. But even with that, though, Rose, I'm going to tell you, you know what, the bottom line is people need to, I, I take it like this. Once they, once once I got better with myself, when I when I started to acknowledge me, and I started to look at me, and I started to analyze me, and I started to, as opposed to looking at the next person, and I started working on me, that was was when I got empowered to be able to move on and be able to have a relationship. I can I can go I, you know, to me I'm I'm happy. And what Mr. Jim Rowan said, he said, you know, success is not defined by what you have or none of that. Success is defined by are you happy with what you have. Right, exactly, exactly. And like you, like you were saying, I think as you were saying it was your mom, reinventing yourself not only keeps your mind active, but it, it keeps it keeps you stretched. Where you you figure, hey, I, I haven't reached all the limits I think I have within me. 
you know, since we're like an onion, you know, and every every layer we peel back. You know, we're peeling back. An onion is just not one layer, it's multi layered. We are too in life. We're as human beings, we're multi layered. You know, if you peel back just the top layer, that's our skin. But you know, we've got layers of muscle, we've got layers and layers of you know, other things going on, all the way down to the bone. And when you when when you are out there reinventing yourself, you're stretching yourself. You're peeling back another layer. Well, and that person really is getting the most out of life because they dared to test and try themselves to see what their natural abilities really are. How much more is inside of that inside of that onion beyond the first layer of skin? How much? How much is there? If you peel back an onion layer by layer, it takes you a little, good little minute to get down to where there's no more layers. And that's what happens when we, uh, when we, uh, when we do that. But, uh, can you get that? But, uh, anyway, I mean, that's how, you know, that's kind of how I see life. And I think that's good. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, yeah so, I mean, I kind of look every, at life like that. that you touched on. I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, um. We, we, Everything you touched on, I mean, that it's, it, it just basically comes down to having EQ. And, you know, I mean, you know, being accountable for, you know, what you, who you are and, uh, you know, you know, not wanting to. Well, my brother, my brother, the bishop, comes out here all the time. And, and, you know, he's been telling me a great deal lately that, you know, you have to, in other words, you know, you have to get, you, I have to get away from the folks that I struggled with. I, I no longer am a part of them, and you know. So he tries to tell me this, and, and it's like, uh, you know, I understand, I understand so more, more so now. It's like, you know what? Uh, it comes a point in time where I you outgrow them. It's not that they never saw that your struggle and that they know you worked hard for what you have or whatever. It's that that they they for some reason they can't uh, they have they take issue with it. So yes, I mean, and by that means, I mean. I don't know why it is, but you know they have their issues. They, you know, they, they, you know, I mean, some people you never know what they'll do to, you know, I mean, as out of being angry over something that, you know, it's their issue. So, so the deal is, yeah, you got to elevate yourself. You got to change, you know, the, you know, you know your environment. You know, I do understand what he, what he's saying. You know, the bottom line is, you know, you, you really, I mean, really, it is much more fulfilling. And like I, you, and like you, another thing we didn't touch on, like I, oh, I raised my kids. I, I always told them to vocabulary is most important. You know, in human right. vocabulary only in our human daily vocabulary is only ten thousand words. Period, and that that's that's really small. That's a small amount of you know just nationwide. You know, on on that kind of level. So I always told them to you know as opposed to you know get the you know the thesaurus out. You know, uh, find other words. You know, I always told them, never use the same word. You know, always build your vocabulary. And, you know, also, mm-hmm. too, as well, install, installing it in children. School is not a task. You know, learning is learning is, is, is fun. You, learning gets you to where you can grow up and be who you are. Learning, mm-hmm. uh, it all is just building blocks to you becoming an adult. So what is it is that we should teach the kids or sit down with them is find ways to make them learn how to love, L- love to learn. That's see. I love to learn. See, I, it was embedded in me when I was born. Okay, so you know, of course, you know, you're gonna have well algebra when I got older. I didn't really too much dig it, but the, you know, everything else, you know, 
when I got older, it was a totally different situation. But I excelled at the things that I love to do because, you know, learning things, you know, learning about history, learning, you know, when you spark, you know, I, I had council member uh, Stephen Neal out here a couple of weeks ago. He's a council member out here in Long Beach. And, you know, he does a lot of activities and events to get community together. And he does have the idea that it's not about politicians. He also is a pastor. So it's like, you know, he, he brought out here as well for the people as as, as how to, uh, you know, take control. I mean, you got everybody telling you what it is you can do. You can take, we can take our own communities into our own hands with our own dollars. I put up the first $40. I call for everybody to put up theirs too. Bottom line is, you know, we. I mean, if we're paying taxes with whatever we buy or, and coming out of the paycheck or whatever the case may be anyways, the bottom line is as much as money I give out of here working with these, with the homeless people out here, I, I just feel well, I give out money all the time. So I, I put it, I, I just went ahead and put 40 up because, I mean, I'm doing it every day. That's just what I live. That's what I do. So it's like, you know, so mm-hmm. I said, well, I'm going to put that towards that because you got to have, you got to want to help someone else. See, it's not all about just helping me. And sometimes you think that it's, you know, that you, you don't need nobody or that, you know, you, you know, you're a one man or one woman show. And I used to think like that. And then I, I thought financial prosperity was the best thing going. And what I found out today is the way I live today is being spiritual, spiritually prosperous. Prosperous. I don't have to worry about what things come from. I don't panic about other things because I'm happy. Just like Mr. Jim Rohn said, I'm happy as I am today. you got to learn to appreciate what you have so that you can be able right. to get to where you are. And he said, and that is until, you know, and, and he said, at the end of every day, make sure that you do something that, you know, that elevate, that like you said, elevates. Do something that at the end of the day you can prove. And if you're the kind of person that's not good at keeping up records and you got to scramble, but he said you need to write it down. And another point is, he made this point. He said 3% of everybody, 3% of people, they have a plan. 3% yes. of people have a plan. And the other 97% are the one are are, the, are us, the ones who work for the 3% who have who plan. How about that? <laughs> That's kind of like what I was saying. Exactly. You got to have a plan in life. It's got you've got to have some kind of plan. And you know, where do you where do you plan to go in this life? What do you plan what are you looking forward to? And another reason I think I can understand what your brother is saying about sometimes you know, being being around people that you know, uh, being in the same area, doing what you used to, being around people who used to do whatever you did. You know, sometimes it's like, it's like this. Once you once you learn, like say, the error of our ways. You know, it's it's like looking at the mistakes we we made as dirty water. Okay, and and once we have come out of that, it's like it's like clean water. It's like if you take an eyedropper full of water, clean water, and put it to five, into five gallons of dirty water, what do you have? You have dirty water. Nothing, nothing that's clean can can ever. I mean, nothing that's dirty can ever be clean again. So you, you, what I'm saying about that is that you, when you, when you, when you arise out of that situation, you, the, the best way to help somebody who's still there is to show them the way. Show them the way. That, that Just because the situation is down, you don't have to be that way. Do you have to be right there with them holding their hand? No, not necessarily. But talking to them, showing them the way, is, our, is I think is everybody's responsibility because we are really all, all interconnected. And even if it's like a show like this where you're actually lending a hand without an actual hand being extended, 
It's lending a voice. It's lending an idea. And those things are what carries people through. Sometimes they look at that thing, and that is the helping hand that they need. They realize that there's hope because I, I know one person who survived it. I know one person who made good of their life, even when people fought. No, it couldn't happen. We can be that one. And uh, th- that's that's the beauty of I think of having having a show like like this where people in the community can speak up and can say what's on their mind and and share life you know and share life's uh, issues and things together. Okay. Thank you. And I think that that's that's the blessing. I think uh, all the, the different things you've went through in life, you actually are giving back in many ways, more ways Thank than you. one. And Thank I think you. that's wonderful. I think Thank it's you. very wonderful. And, uh, you know, these are the life lessons that you've learned and you're sharing with people. That is the helping hand. We don't have to be right there all the time, like you said, to give a hand. But sometimes it's lend a voice. Sometimes it's lending information. But no matter how we lend it, we're not holding it. We're not burying it. We're extending it out to the world for somebody to grasp, somebody who is tired, sick and tired of being sick and tired of everything being exactly as it was, but somebody who wants a chance to do something better. They learn from those who have been there and done that, and I think that's uh, that's great to have a forum in which people can uh, express themselves. I, I, you know, I take a, you know, uh, I, uh, well, actually, it was your cousin that really, you know, really mentored me and uh, taught me a lot. Everything I learned as far as dealing with people, you know, dealing with the, the society that I'm, you know, that I am a part of now, um, it was because of your your cousin, and uh, he taught me how to. Uh, have EQ, you know, before, and then when I started, well, I was a, I was studying psychology prior to 2000, and uh, so, you know, that was that was going to be my, my shot, but um, after working alongside with him and, uh, you know, seeing how things are ran and looking at the politics of things and, you know, uh, really, you know, really surviving mental illness myself, uh, it, it's like it can't be done. And so, you know, being a life coach, being uh, outreaching all these years, volunteering, uh, you know, I, I took a lot of flack. I took a lot. You know, I went through a lot. And uh, I have to say, it, it was the best, it was really the best job I've ever had. Even the corporate job with me, it, nowhere is close. Uh, I can't explain to people how, you know, it, it's a different life. It's a different life. I feel different today. I don't feel, uh, I feel that I am accomplishing some things. And I am making a difference, and I, I know I know he's 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 with me upstairs, so you know it's like you know he never lets me fail, and uh, I can only look at what I went through, and uh, only want for other people not to even have to go through it. Um, there's so many different my, my situation. Yeah, my situation was so unique that it made me have to stand up and say, you know, you know, it made me have to stand up and and do something about it. Because you know me being uh, you know when in my life when it happened to me and my my children they were teenagers a boy and a girl thirteen and fourteen and uh, there there there's no you know shelters none of that you know that accommodates that you know that type of situation and that's why you see a lot of families out there so it's it's like you know it it it's to heart it's not more so a payback it's just you know paying it forward because see someone reached out to me and it doesn't necessarily have to always be someone that you know it's mostly a stranger. And, you know, sometimes people just, all they need is, you know, just to give them some hope. I, you know, I was yeah. desperate. I, I was in despair. You know, I mean, I went through those same things. What I do out here on the show is try to let people know, especially in the recognition of people who suffer from those, you know, from mental illness. 
and, you know, social issues like that, you know, uh, try to make people aware because, you know, and killing the stigma, you know, stereotype, you know, there's stereotypes of people who suffer, you know, homeless, mentally ill. I mean, because I had those same very stereotypes prior to it happening to me. I didn't even believe in panic attacks. It, I mean, do you know, I, I really had to really, really had to admit that I had mental illness, for one, which, and that I suffered something that I thought was just people's way of getting out of work. And I tell you, God whooped me real good. He whooped me real good, though. I mean, it's not that he whooped me, but he just had to show me what, you know, see, sometimes we get a little bit, you know, I mean, it wasn't I give him his praise. And this and this is also, too, like the, you know, the, the European man said, you got to check it out because it's going to it's gonna just, you're going to be like, wow. Like the European man said, you got some spiritual, a spiritual healing, uh, backing. You need to go to church. You need to get with your family. You need to sit down. But you also need to take care of others. First way, first key to being successful with ambition is to help the, help someone else. And you know what? You don't sure. hear that too much. And, and I, I tell you, it really works. What you had said about uh, asking and, and wanting how we got a plan, you know, just thinking, you just made me realize, too, you know, when I, when everything I've done except for this radio station, I really planned. When you said, you know, when you want something, you know, just like, you know, just like my Black Diamond. My Black Diamond, she's a, she's a, she's a chariot for the people. Now, my Black Diamond, I went through that. I went, I went through, I looked for her, I found her, I took a picture, I showed her, and then I went and got her. And that's real talk. You know what? It, 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 and in fact, if, you know, when you, when like I tell Cherokee all the time, he's vested. See, it's a difference. See, invested means you ain't, we, we're not where, you, where you're at yet. Like I told him, I said, when I grow up, I ought to be just like him. Because you know what, he, he's a powerful man, and he's, he's a, I mean, he's awesome, and you know, for and the people love him, and they love him for good reason, and I mean, he has nothing but good intentions for everybody, and I mean, he's put up with a lot of people, and he showed me how to have EQ, how to have humility, how to care about somebody else besides myself, and not to look at people judgmentally. You know, you never know what anybody has been through in their life unless you walked in their shoes, and let it not be said that life can change for any one of us at any point in time. And also, too, there's a lot of people out there walking out here struggling with mental illness like I was because it took me a long time to admit it, that we are struggling. And these are the people that end up doing something really drastic. And you know what? Sometimes you hear a lot of it where you say, well, he did look kind of, or she did look kind of strange. Well, you know, but nobody said anything. Like what you said about people people speaking up. You know, you, yeah. I mean, sometimes you can really, if, if you got any good spirit in you, you could walk by somebody and tell that they, that they're going through it. You know what I'm saying? You, I mean, you can pick up on it. You know, just like Cherokee had told me one, one this is some years ago, how it was a guy sitting on the curb and he was crying. And the guy had a switchblade in his hand, but Cherokee went up to him, went up to him the first time, went back to him. And then the guy dropped it. after talking to him. You know, that's powerful. That, that's powerful. That, that says, you know, that man could have cut him. But no, what he's doing was doing something good and doing something for someone else. So he taught he taught a lot. Well, he taught me a great deal, and I am so blessed and impressed. But thank you very much for giving me that. If not for all everybody that I've walked alongside, I wouldn't be here, really. Well, you know what? Sometimes that's part of life lessons. You know, we we you know we gain experience by living, and uh, and it, our life experience should should be shared. The good, the bad, and the ugly. The reason why is because there's always somebody we can help. Maybe they don't have to go as far as we went. You can save a life by reaching out to them and tell them I was there too. And I do know what you're going through. 
You know, you'd be surprised how, you know, when we, we touch a life and that person touches another life, you know. People say, oh, it can't be changed by one. I said, well, you know, those of us who, you know, who go to church and realize that one person, Jesus Christ, changed it all. And his, and his ministry, his ministry for, by who he was, is still here today, still changing people one person at a time. So, well, you know what? yes, one person can make the difference. Well, I want to let you know that I really thank you for coming out here, too. I mean, you're welcome to come out anytime. You know, there's no stipulations, no wait here, but you just pretty much, I haven't mobile, I haven't done the show away from home yet, but I can do it wherever I want, want to do it, and pretty much I thank you for coming out, too, and representing, too. It's a, it's, oh, it's, thank you. You know, I mean, I, I didn't, you didn't, uh, you didn't give, uh, you didn't give the people out there a little bit, you know, I mean, I've heard some things about you, too. Yeah, you're, you're along that old community, community service, uh, street outreacher, care about some, you know, care about people than yourself, too, so. And you didn't represent yeah. for yourself as well, but I've heard stories, so, you know, you can go yeah, ahead and, have, you know. You know I, I teach a, um, a grief class for those who, uh, you know, are struggling with, with loss. And um, I've been teaching now for about six years. And so at some point in time, you know, if anybody who's struggling with that needs help in that area, you know, we, um, are, well, it's at our, it's actually, actually at our church, and it's called Set Free Ministries. And um, I teach a class every Friday night. But um, anybody who's um, needing in that area to uh, needing some help or support in that area can always can always come and join us. And we'd be you know willing to uh, you know willing to lend a hand where we can. And we learn some real some real truths there. It's actually a biblical perspective, but um, it really does help, and it really will set you free. And that's what it's really all about. So we do ours in, diff- in different ways, but ours is reaching out too. So oh. um, they can, uh, you know, they can uh, if they have a need, and you know of somebody, uh, you can you can just contact me, and we can uh, I'll tell them where to where to come. Well, see that. But anyway, that's one, that, that's one thing that's great about this show too, because uh, I take everybody's perspective. So I get the perspective from the professional side. I get the, the perspective from the religious side. Everybody is welcome here from cultural side, and we're not talking about hip hop and rap and all the extra. We're talking, you know, in you know, coming in Native American, what it is that yeah. that, that we all have, you know, the special things, the gifts that have been passed down to us that we can share with other people, so we can put it all together. So it's not going to take maybe uh, just a, a, a cognitive behavior therapy to, to help. It can take something else. You know, somebody, each individual person, as you know, is different. So you know there are the little things that the little smooth, real sly little things. You know, it's different from that one person to the next person. So that one thing can work for that person, and then you know you you say what you got. You like how you brought what you brought, and how you know my brother would bring. But he has the real. It, it, I mean, from the Christian, from whatever aspect that you want to bring it from, it is greatly appreciated here and welcomed. So I thank you. Oh, you're very welcome, and thank you for having me, and I thank everybody for listening. And you guys have a, a blessed and wonderful um, coming holiday. It's well, good spending time with you. Are, are you go, are you leaving? Because you know, I still, oh I no, still I'm not leaving. If you don't want me to, no. Okay. No, no, I, no. Uh-uh, I love having you. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, uh, okay. you're 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 powerful. Uh, how did you? I, I don't know how you. Uh, how did? I don't know if the the songs I played was a little racy, but kind of had to touch on the subject. 
I I, I kind of accommodate the music to the topic, so it wasn't too hard for you, was it? Oh no, it's it's good. I I, I listen to a little bit of everything. <laughs> uh, I listen to music by mood, so I could listen just about anything. Right. I have a little trouble with rap though, because you know, especially the hardcore, so I can't listen to that. To me, that's just too negative. But I can listen to uh. about anything else. Oh, oh you know, yeah. I try to stay. I try to stay upbeat, and that doesn't do it for me. <laughs> oh, okay, so was freedom of the preach too hard for you? No, no, it, no. It was okay. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I think I. I like to hear different perspectives, like we were talking about. That's how we elevate our consciousness by never closing off yeah. everything. You know, yeah. we have to. We have to. Even if we never do it again, we should try it if it doesn't hurt us or anyone else one time. Yeah. So yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I'm good with that. I'm so, good with that. You know, well, I know you have a lot uh, a lot that you can share. I welcome, see, I, I look at it like this. See, everybody's input. I'm I'm trying to get Cherokee to uh, uh, incorporate the Native American white bison healing circle, you know, so that we can kind of pass that on, too, because I am worldwide, you know, so, you know, I have, I have listeners in Germany as far as Germany. And, you know, I, I figure like this, uh, it takes, like you said, we can take one person in the community, in this one community, I know I know the, the city is filled with different communities, but that one person that can stand up and start something. You know, my, my cousin out there in L.A., an ex-gang member, uh, they're out there, uh, uh, started a basketball youth uh, program out of southwest Los Angeles and a community, uh, a community organization for the kids where they make sure that the kids get uh, school books and, you know, for school and Man, I mean, wow, that's to try to change, you know, the change. It actually, is my cousin, and uh, you know, I know you probably heard of Tukey Williams. Uh, he was executed. Oh yeah. His son Trayvon and my cousin Johnny started some a, some years ago started a youth boys boys basketball uh, out of their wow. own pockets, funding it. So you know what? And that's that's a, that's in South Central Los Angeles. See, things like wow. that, I, I got to get my cousin to come out here and represent, too. Things like that, need, and me and Cherokee went out there and spoke to the boys. He had us come out there and, you know, give them a little, you know, talk about, you know, what could happen to you, you know, you, you guys, you know, th- you know how to be thankful and, you know, blessed for what you have. And, you know, we were going to have to bring them out here. Johnny wanted them to come out here to Long Beach so we could take them out of Riverbed with us, you know, so that they could see, you know, you know how others live and, and learn how to have some appreciation for the things that they have and be more, you know, be more you know, steadfast and, and thankful for things. And, and I, I mean, we Absolutely. went out there and represented. But that's powerful right there. That's one, that's two guys in South Los Angeles. I know it's other people out here. I can't tell everybody to get a radio station, but there's other people out here in, in smaller sectors where, you know, they can make a difference. You know, we can all, you know, yeah. network. You know, networking is yeah, good. Yeah, and that, that's, a, that's a beautiful thing about, about life. You know, you, you know, people, you know, they, one thing you said, you were talking about about writing. You know, some of the great, even though we may never have met a lot of these writers, you know, very well-known writers that have happened throughout history, but their words, how powerful words are, their words are still being read by our generation, new generations. Every new generation is reading the things that once were inside of that person's mind. That's a legacy that you leave behind. Words are a powerful thing. They have the ability to encourage and they also have the ability to destroy. So, you know, we, we have to be careful of the words that we speak. Try to find the words to, to lift someone's spirit up, to encourage somebody to keep on going for another day. You know, things can be changed overnight. Words are powerful. 
You can look at people who uh, have said something negative to you when you were a young child, and you here you are, a full-grown man mate, or woman with children, and you can think back to that incident when those words were said and become just as angry as the day they were first spoken. Or someone can tell you how beautiful you look in such in this gorgeous dress or shirt or suit that you have. And guess what? Every time you feel down, you go and reach in your closet for something that everybody thought made you look beautiful. Well, you don't feel beautiful. Words are powerful. And I, and I think uh, being able to write the thoughts that are in your head, that's a legacy to leave behind. It'll speak even though you no longer are able to. And I, that's a beautiful thing. So I encourage people to write. I think that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. So that's a legacy to leave behind, your own words, words that were just bouncing around in your own head at first. And long after you're gone, they'll be bouncing around in someone else's. <laughs> yeah, see. Wow, that that was powerful. I never thought of it like that. I mean, I, I've been writing. Um, I, I always started writing songs when I was four, and you know, I sing wow. too. I've been I've been doing a lot of uh, had a lot of time to, uh, and uh, you know, uh, listening. And I mean, I've met a lot of people, a lot of my followers on Twitter, uh, Twitter out the blue have been sending me positive. You know, uh, I I got a ebook, and you know, it's like four ebooks together of how to. Use Facebook and Twitter without spending any money. How to, you know, to advertise and get, you know, I mean, I mean, sending me things and all they and all they ask for me to do, they don't want any money. All they ask for me to share with like 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 people, people like me, so that it can grow. And just as well as the uh, power of ambition, uh, a video actually, uh, Brian Tracy was the original one that was. it was shared with me, but when you click on the Brian Tracy, you go into Power of Ambition. And it's like, all they ask is that you share it with like-minded people. And it's like, you know what? I mean, that's what I do anyways. There's just nothing wrong with that, sharing it with other people. See, you don't want to have all the knowledge yourself. I mean, I mean, who wants to, uh, I mean, how, how is that where you can, I wouldn't want to ever be the most knowledgeable person in the world because if I'm the most knowledgeable, then nobody else knows anything. And if I don't know where I'm headed, then everybody's a loss. It's a, it's a, it's a loss. The bottom line is, so, I mean, because a lot of people, a lot of people, you know, I mean, they, they, yeah, they stand up and they say, you know, I mean, I, I'm like I tell people, this is, I'm not the teacher. And on this show, I'm not the teacher. I said, on this show, there are no teachers. Everybody's students and we're all in the classroom and we're just learning from each other. So you know, it's 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 real good. Maybe I'll probably share. I, I might share. Uh, probably share. I mean, when I write, everything about life inspires me. Things that touch me. You know, when I go through. Um, you know, uh, when I go through, I I admit I admit the things that I have trouble with. Whereas, so I don't like you said, just being myself, being who I am, and and letting people know. Sometimes people get superficial. Uh, uh, you know, uh, like I said, self, fake self-image of who they are, false self-image, and I don't ever want to represent myself that way. So I always, you know, keep it like it is, tell it like it is. On this show, it's like real talk, real real issues, real social issues, real people, you know, talking about real things that affect us and our families and what it is that you we can do to improve it. You know, something yeah. why I thought about, another reason why I thought about writing, because, um, we, it, um, a Cherokee can attest to this, you know, I, uh, I was looking on Ancestry, doing our, the background of our family, our Native American heritage, and the, the thing I found out, I found all of these names 
from people from way past generations all the way to the 1700s. And all I have are names. I have no history about them. All the people that could have known or would have known anything about the ones all the way back are gone. Do you know that if one person would have left something in writing about themselves, it would have filled in part of the puzzle. All I have are names. And yet these people had full lives. Some even lived 90 years and more. And yet there's nothing but a name. And to me, that's very sad because all the generations like mine and the yet, you know, and those yet to come, like my grandchildren, they won't know about these people at all, except what I leave behind. More names. What I thought about doing, we talk about writing, is what inspired me about that is that nobody knows you better than you do. Write a story about your life, who you are, as if somebody who never met you could pick up this paper and know you with the, with the words that you put on this paper about yourself. Speak to you, speak, when you write, speak about yourself as if somebody were looking in a mirror, what, I mean, in the window of your life, what would they see? What image would they take away from, from what you write? And I think mm. that's very important. I intend to, to do that myself, write about myself so that my name won't be added to all the other names with no history. And I think it's very important. I see their names on census, you know, records and who their parents were and later on finding out who their children were, but there's no history. Nobody knows anything about the majority of the names I found. And that's very sad because our legacy of life can, can, you know, can uh, are washed away in years. After a while, you forget to even know, you don't even know where a person was, is buried or when they died or what day they died. I mean, this is how life yeah. is. And I said, and if you leave some message, you leave some words behind as to where you were born, what you went through in life, the good, the bad, the lessons you learned, you know, that's going to uplift somebody. I want to write this thing for myself, and I want to be able to pass it down from generation to generation. I want them to not hold on to that book, but to pass it down to every person in the in the family who has the ability or desires to know who I am. You know, with maybe even a picture that a picture to put in in a book, not just a book that you could throw around, but a book that's even the binding of the book is is sewn in so the pages don't get lost. A book that you know that costs a little money, so it'll be around for a while, because I want to leave it a legacy of my life to somebody. And everybody has the ability to do that. Even those who think they're only breathing, but you're breathing, you're talking to people, you're advising people, you you have thoughts and aspirations, uh, ups and downs and failures and successes, all that can be written. What you learned about this thing called life. And then when you actually leave here, you're leaving something great behind. You know, if you take a look at a tombstone, for instance, we know the date that a person came in, that's the date they were born. We know the date that they left. And that dash in the middle is what we're doing right now, living. And yet nobody knows about it. We don't ever want it to stay just a dash. We want there to be pages open that can tell you about that life between the beginning and their end. And that's, to me, very, that's something that all of us should leave behind. No matter how insignificant we think we are as people, we all have a story to tell. We all did more than just breathe. You know, we had a lot of things going on in our life and why we did what we did or how we lived to be, you know, to do the things we did or 
what lesson we learned, who the people we helped, things we're interested in, what groups, what you know, what groups of you know did we reach out to, you know, what was our story, and everybody has a story to tell, and not everybody's going to be interested in interviewing that person, but you can write your own, and I think that's so very important. Speaking from a person who's done research, you know, and still doing research actually into our family. And uh, I want to. I want more than just a name on a census. I want a story, and I think everybody should think about writing their own story. Leave a legacy. Yeah. Leave some pictures. Show somebody who you are. Tell somebody about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Too much modern technology now where we can't. Yeah. You know what you were saying, and I was thinking maybe maybe I will share uh, since we were talking. Uh, you know, speaking on what women should do. And uh, on the flip side, uh, you know, because of the death that uh, uh, we had experienced, you know, um, it, it drove me to write write it as well. Um, you know, because I know in some cases, uh, well, actually, it, it's more so, uh, you know, giving guys heads up, you know, because some things that they don't know. And, you know, a lot of us ladies out here mislead guys with, well, you know, Cherokee says no, isn't it? You know, but we do. Some women, some of us women mislead men. And that misleading can be bad for anyone. Now, Sybil, she was uh, beaten and uh, raped and uh, murdered, and uh, and come to find out over uh, Thanksgiving that she was it, it was someone she knew. But the deal was this, uh, you know, because I, you know, I, I got out. I, I didn't get all the details at the time, and uh, so I just, uh, you know, I didn't know. You know, I, I took it. Maybe it was a person, uh, you know, a random, and it was it was a, a guy that uh, she was dating. And this guy that she was dating, uh, no one, my my uh, my 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 place is to camp. Said Sybil was living with her for a short time, and she wanted the guy to come over and visit. And my sister, it was like, no, he can't come here. You don't even know him that well, whatever. And so she ended up going out to uh, Lancaster, and uh, the family were away, and uh, he apparently tied, uh, uh, locked her in a room for a week or so, and 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 that's that that's pretty much what happened. No one, and, and this is what is really devastating about it, is that, you know, no one knows what this guy looks like. Oh, my. Nobody's ever seen this guy. This guy is running free. This guy is free. Wow. No no one, and, and I can't urge enough. Now, now that I know that much, you know, because I already speak about how we can protect ourselves out there. And I've had guys out here talk about what it is martial arts, what it is we mean to do to protect ourselves, and also to not being too bubble-headed as well. Um, it's like, I, I can't stress enough, no one, no one in her whole family, no one knows what this man looks like. No one saw this man. Don't know what kind of, don't know nothing what he looks like. Did, did and, she survive? This, no, she, no. Oh, she didn't oh. survive. Oh, I didn't hear that. Oh, oh my. I know. And it's like, this guy's free. This guy is, you know, out there. Just let, I mean, this guy is still out in the world. So, and nobody knows. I mean, you know what I mean? Apparently, I don't know what drove him to whatever he did. The case is the guy must have a problem. He has a problem with uh, Mm -hmm. anger, abuse, and all kinds of issues like that. And you know what? You don't know if he's a time bomb waiting to blow up, you know? So if, if they haven't caught him yet. You know, ladies need to be, I mean, he might look like the average old Joe or the average old, Jer, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer. You know, I'm going to go wow. ahead. I, I got I got a special guest that wants to speak, wants to say hello. Okay. 
So I'm going to let let him say hello. Hold on. Okay. Hey, baby, this is Cherokee. How you doing, cuz? Hello there. How are you, sweetie? I'm fine, sweetie. You know, one of the things I learned by being raised by my grandfather is that he had to change his name because if he mm-hmm. hadn't, they would have taken his land away. So our people couldn't do a lot of writing, you know. Sure. Our ancestors, but they lived powerful, extremely strongly lives, and I feel that in my spirit. And that's what keeps me going today. That's why we could have, we've got a rainbow of people in our family. We have a beautiful rainbow. Yes, and we they, do. You know, and, and they lied, they lived, and they died to try to bring that to a reality. And that's the most powerful writing anyone could ever do. I don't have to read that book, you know. I know it in my heart. I know it in my soul. I know it in my spirit. And right. That's right. pretty powerful to me. And and yeah. your family yeah. is a living legend of that. Your whole family, man. You see me through all of my stuff. I, you know, I slept on your daddy's couch and stuff, and I was messed up. But I never heard a negative word. I was always treated with respect and dignity. And that's what brought me to the life that I have today. So I want to thank you for that. Though. That love still goes on today. You know? Yes, it does. You can't write that. Unconditional, my darling. Unconditional. Yes, it is. That's right. I don't love that's the conditions. I love you unconditionally because you are my family. You are my blood. And everybody has their ups and downs and all that. Nobody's perfect. You know, right, I right. one thing: love, love shouldn't have conditions. So no, I no. and I, I think if you have conditions, then that's not real love. Right, you're yeah. absolutely right. Yep, yep. You know, we we may not like everything all of us do. You know, like a parent, my parents used to say, "I may not like everything you do, but I love you." <laughs> <laughs> that's what my mother used that, to say. I love right. you. May not love everything true. you do, but I love you. And that's, that's right. all that matters. But I said the same about her. I said, well, I love you, too. I don't like everything you say or do either. But, you know, I love you, your mom, you know. All right. But, you <laughs> know, there are writings. There's writings somewhere, and I think they're locked in a vault someplace, probably in wherever the Cherokee Nation is now. I think it's Oklahoma. There's got to be writings there and stuff. There's got to be things. There's got to be stuff that's to be read and things that let people that people have left behind. Yes, I hope so because you know what I'm looking to that. I want to write. I want to add my story yes. to a story of my own life. I want to add. I want to add my story to that. I don't want to just be a name on a sheet of paper. I want. Right, I want right. a life behind it. I want some words yes. that show some life. Absolutely. You know, and yes. you know, all of us have struggles. But guess what? We leave those things behind, and somebody else who picks up says, "Wow, they went through the same thing." And let me yeah. read a little bit further. Let me see what they did to come to overcome this. Yeah, yeah. And that'll give somebody hope even after we're not there. That's right, that's right. Someone did so this words have a voice. years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, our words have a voice. You know, and I, I want our voice I want our voices to be heard for the generations yet to come. You know, that's so that's wonderful. what I, I I really wish my, my grandfather would have been here to see you know, to see us how we've how we've come full circle right. as a you know, as a nation, you know. Yes, yes. It's amazing. I, I would have loved that. And my grandmother yes. for that that matter. But you know what? We're, we're still here. Yeah. And it, maybe it wasn't for the, they were just supposed to hold on to it until we came along. And we really oh. set the ego free. <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. We have set the ego free. He, he was chained for many, many generations. That's 
But our generations cut the chain and made and set them free. And I'm thankful for that. And all of our generations now can see it. Mm-hmm. They can see it. I, I feel completely fulfilled myself. You know, and uh, yeah. I'm, I'm thankful. I'm so thankful. It but I, I really it. love you because I, I love you and I, I appreciate and truly appreciate the work that you've done throughout the community and I know that there's bigger horizons. You might be retired for one thing, but I know you won't be retired from life. So there'll be a yes, lot of other right. things you'll you'll connect in. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You know, absolutely. and I think I think it would be good if we even we got something together and try yeah. to try to bring our, you know try to bring our Indian people together. Because oh yeah, oh yeah. Don't you know? The only thing about mine is that my healing circle is inclusive of all people. Because mm-hmm. I think we've all been hurt. You know, not about what we're doing today, but their ancestors and people in their family, the things that they can never talk about. That stuff does not go away if it's never been addressed. If you don't know why you're depressed, you don't know why you're hurt, maybe your grandfather was hungry just because of the color of his skin. Yes. You know what I mean? So yes. it's not necessarily mental illness. There's a lot of drama and trauma that no one's ever addressed and no one's ever spoken. Oh, yes. Because they have no idea what's going on in your life. No. You know, and I, I believe okay. that too. I said, you know, okay. maybe that, you know, maybe there's something okay. we can do to, to you know, to bring the Indi- our Indian nation and, you know, involved into this community impact. You know. I'm really looking back. I'm really looking to going to North Carolina and getting with the uh, with the Tuscaroas. You know what I mean? I want to start a meeting there. I am too. You know, I, I am I, too. Because you know what? Our cousin, our cousin uh, uh, Keith, I think his last name is Anderson. You know, yes. he is a, you know, he, he he's powerful. And keeping all he of our Indian dances. Oh, he doesn't he? Okay. And you know, and this Jean, is our Jean's gonna have to take us, honey. Gene's gonna have to take us out. The host is kicking me off the air. No, 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 oh, okay. no um, uh, I don't know. I might get that last hour. I just want you to hang tight. Uh, we're we're down to the third hour. Sometimes they give me an extra hour, so they may give me an extra hour. Don't help. You hang tight because I got you inside the studio. You're good. And uh, Cherokee will hang tight. I'm gonna go ahead and take it out. If in fact that it hangs up, the system goes off. Then I'll call you and let you know that we're off air. But other than that, we're going to go and take it out like this is the Indigenous Groove Theory. And uh, I thank you very much for coming out, just in case. Of, well, you'll be back, I'm sure, right? I'm quite sure this is not going to be Absolutely. your last time. It's not no, going to be your last time, people. So, you know, um, if we don't get to touch back in, hey, you know, I'm doing a show today as well. I do a show, I'm, hey, I'm getting more sharper on it. I'll do it a little bit earlier just to make sure, you know, folks out there who – you know, work that old regular, you know, 8 to 5 and 9 to 5. <laughs> you know, I got to be in consideration for you guys, too, out there. Um, this is uh, Gina's Groove Theory. It is now 6.57. Uh, hopefully we get that last hour. If not, this will be the end of July, well, November 25th show, 2012, representing out of Long Beach, KXR, <laughs> KXRW, your community connection internet radio station. And this is Gina's Groove Theory. I want you to hear this. This is my intro. I, my, I use my intro as my outro. So this is the intro to it says everything that I'm about. And I always say to my people out there, what is it that I did? I ask myself what it was that I could do to make a difference in other people's lives, and that's what I'm doing. And so here it is. Here it goes, Miss Rosie. Uh, I hope you like it. This is my intro. It says everything about me and what I do. It's called I Ask Myself. Once again, it is now 6.57, 6.57 in the p.m., Long Beach, California, and this is Robin Thicke with Mary J. Blige. 
ask yourself what it is you can do to make a difference in someone else's life, in your community, in your family.
Hi, everybody. We're back with Gina's Group Theory. It is now 7.01, and yes, we did get that extra hour. Thanks, Rosie, for hanging on tight. That is my intro. Actually, it says everything about me, you know, the reason why I'm doing what I do and uh, why I bring it the way that I bring it, and it's, it's really it's not even about me. Like people say, uh, it's not even about me. It's about what, you know, what I need to do that makes me feel whole, and I do feel whole doing what I do. Uh, it's a lot different than, uh, you know, working that regular that regular uh, eight to five, nine to five, working for someone else. I'm working for the man upstairs. There's nothing like it, I tell you. It's nothing like it. <laughs> Thanks to Mr. Morrison. You know, got me on that new job kick. That's pretty good. Thanks. I welcome that. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, let's see. Uh, we're going to touch on something. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and send one out to Cherokee, something that he likes. And uh, he likes to hear. Uh, as you guys know, I'm going to be doing some singing as well. And my book, I already started. So that's really positive. I meant to tell you that, Rosie, but... Yeah, I'm already I'm already on top of it. You're right. Uh, Got to leave a legacy for your you know family to to know who you are, your grandchildren. You know, I mean, hey, I might not be here all you know till they get born because at, at the rate my kids are going, I don't look like I'm getting no grandkids too soon. So the deal is, I mean, I'm gonna have to leave a legacy for my my young my young uh, grandkids if I ever get any. I don't know. I'll have to be in heaven maybe to see it, but yeah, leave a legacy for your people. You know, so that they have something to look for, you know, to read about you, to know about you. Uh, too many modern technology things out there. You got cameras, camcorders. You got, yeah, I mean, hey, I got an iPhone. The bottom line is there's too much out there that you can just take. And I'm learning, too. I'm learning, yeah. All you got to do is stop and take one second. Take a picture. Take a picture of, you know, whatever that moment is. And then the iPhone and these phones, you can, you can even take video. Come on, you guys. You know? Save some of those good treasurables. I lost a lot of our, our pictures and a lot of our, our things, you know, just moving from place to place. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and touch this, too. This is a, this would be, a, like I said about Freedom to Preach, that kind of gave me encouragement. This uh, this song here, see, forgiveness, and I talk a lot about forgiveness. I learned in uh, Human Services uh, 242. It's a conflict resolution. I learned that it doesn't take two people to forgive. And I know within myself I had to get past, uh, you know, the anger of, you know, what people didn't do. for You know, and uh, Mr. Jim talked about it too, you know, what everybody else, you know, you can't really worry about what other people are doing. And then sometimes when you're hurt and you're bothered by how people treated, how people treated you and, you know, they made you feel less than or whatever you went through when you're struggling, they seemed like they kicked you when you, they were, you were down, you got to let it go. I don't know how to tell you that. I'm gonna tell you how I did it. I had to start working on me, and then I had to, I had to. Yeah, well, just like Cherokee said, you can forget the person, you can forget the person, but not forgive the actions. That that so it doesn't happen again. Just like borderies. I'm gonna go ahead and share. You know what? It's so funny. <laughs> Rosie talked about borderies. I was gonna share with them last night. Uh, I have a bordery paper uh, in human services. We had to do a paper strictly for borderies, and we had to. Uh, we had to actually use our families, which I use you, you one, Jackie was one, my daughter, my son, you know, the people around you with the boundary thing. So I guess I will share that with you guys. Uh, it, it was really, when I looked over it last time, I'm like, wow, I got something on that I can share with you guys. How you can kind of measure, you know, how to set your boundaries with the people that you love, with the people that, you know, that you work with, and especially in human services, you got to have boundaries. You know, you, you, you know, you can't keep secrets. There's so many things you cannot do. And so uh, I got to the point, this, this actually, this song kind of gave me, the more, the first time I, I heard it, and then the time, you know, as, as it grew on, you know, I cried first, but then after a while, 
I, I got I, I started to breathe and I started to feel like, you know what, you know, I'm I no longer can hold on to, you know, all that anger and the things that, you know, behind me. I can no longer hold on to that. And I can no longer, you know, I have to forgive them and I ask them to forgive me. It forgiveness is not a two way street, it's a one way street. It only takes one person to forgive and honestly mean it. So with that I had to let go. And that's like, whew, that's a weight that was off me too. So this song I'm about to play helped me through that. It, it took a little while. It took, you know, maybe a thousand times playing it, but I got the point. You got to kind of give the, give it up to God for him to take care of it. The battle's not yours. And then you got to say to them, I'm sorry for what I've done to you. And if they say that, it doesn't matter if they, say it, if they say it to you or not. You say it to them. Even if you feel that you haven't even harmed them. Make amends with everybody in your life. And then you move on. And then what you do is you wish them well. So here is Wish Wish You Well by Mariah Carey. It's an intense song, so checking it out. It is 7.06 p.m., November 25th, 2012, broadcasting here on Genius Groove Theory, Long Beach, California. This is Mariah Carey, Wish You Well. This was up to you and you. I wish you 
Everybody, it is 7-11 in the p.m. This is November 25th. That was Mariah Wish You Well. That's all you can basically do. And uh, in that in that type of arena, you got to go ahead and give it up and just give it to them and, and walk with it. There's nothing like carrying crosses. You know, we all have a cross to bear, and I talk to you guys about it all the time. We all have one. Uh, we all have our own cross to bear. And so, you know, I've taken on a lot of crosses, too, you know, and weighed myself down with it, too. But we're all really responsible for ourselves when it comes down to the choices that we make and how we live life and the, the intentions that we have for others. So with that, you know, you know, you got to give it, you got to, you, you got to give it to, you got to give it to where it belongs, put it where it needs to be, and then move on with your life. That's what I've done. And in retrospect to that, I'm going to go ahead and play something real snappy. Uh, what we're doing out here today is pretty much upgrading, so we haven't played anything spicy. So here it goes. No, it's nothing bad. It's upgrade. Uh, we upgrade each other here, right? So I mean, if you want a if you want a better man, if you want a better woman, if you want somebody better, you gotta upgrade yourself, right? So upgrade ya. <laughs> yeah, B. Talk your shit. Time to let me upgrade. How you gonna upgrade me? Higher than number one. You know I used to beat that block. Now I bees the block. Let me upgrade. <laughs> I hear you be the block, but I'm the like to keep the streets on. Notice you the type that likes to keep them on the leash, though. I'm known to walk alone, but I'm alone for a reason. Sending me a drink ain't appeasing. Believe me, come harder. This won't be easy. Don't doubt yourself. Trust me, you need me. This ain't a shoulder with a chip or an ego. But you think they all
the D-boy who infiltrated all the corporate dudes. They call shots, I call audibles. Shake up the jeweler, bubbles, the rain talk, sort of do. It's big ballin', baby, when I'm caughtin' you. I'm talking spy bags and fly pads and rooms at the Bloomberg. And rumors, you on the verge of a new merge. Cause that rock on your fingers like a tumor. You can't fit your hand in your new purse. It's humorous to me, they watchin' and we just got an Allen hoppin' off of your mafia coast. Mafioso, oh baby, you ever seen satin? No, not the car, but everywhere we are. You sure to see stars, this is high level, not eye level. My bezel, courtesy, your order Mars. I order yours tomorrow. Now look at the time I saved ya. Mama, let me upgrade I love it. 
And uh, I'm just thankful to to know someone who's as kind-hearted as you are. Because so, uh, family raising, like I said, you guys never criticized me even when I was doing bad. Because I heard Junior talking to the group of my healing circle meeting. go, what would Cousin Charity do? You know, what would my cousin do? What you looking at, boy? <laughs> yeah, hey. You know, I tried <laughs> I to apologize to the kids for that, to my younger brothers and sisters. They said, no, nah, we thought that was cool because you was always looking out for us. You know what I'm saying? It's not like gang banging and carrying guns and stuff like that, but you don't mess with my family, you know? Exactly, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I love, you know. I know we all looked up to you. If anybody messed with us, I said, you know, we'll get our cousin Cherokee on you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love. It. We knew we had we had someone to fall back on. <laughs> oh, that's great. You know, God is good. You know, I tell you, He puts people in families for a reason. I really believe that. I think we enhance each other. You know. That's right. Uh, and. Uh, it is good that our family raised us to, you know, not be so. That's to tear you all apart. And I and I and I love that about my parents, you know, especially because yeah. they were, they were kind-hearted like that. I never heard them say an ill word about anyone, really. Right. And everybody loved them, and I and I really appreciate having them as family, and I I appreciate the family that we're in, you know. Yeah. So. Best best yeah. housewarming in the world. If you never felt appreciated, if you never felt like a human being when you walked into that house, you knew who you were. You were welcome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I think that anybody we, anybody we invite there feels the same way. They feel like they, you know, they, they never met us before, but they feel like, hey, we're here together. We're doing this thing, you know, and it's okay for us to be here. We feel good. And I love that. I mean, you, you know, our family home has uh, been a place of uh, uh, love and, you know, inspiration for many, many years. I hope and pray to God it'll always stay that way, you know. And uh, I think just a few people can surely make a difference. So I'm, I'm, I'm really, I feel really blessed today to be coming from such good people. I mean, a legacy of good people, so many. Yeah. All the ones that we've that are now here and gone. I mean, that are now gone. You know. And to know that we came from people like that. Right. Loving people. So I'm pleased. I'm thankful to God. You know, he's blessed us and carried us all this far, you know. And he's not done with us yet because we have a lot more to do. That's right. That's right. There's a lot more to do. And I, and I think together, hey, we can make an impact on the world, you know, little one step at a time. That's right. Absolutely. No doubt yeah. about it. I still see yeah, people like that who were homeless. They stopped me on their bicycle and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Cherokee, wow. I don't even know who they are. Going, you know, I'm working down at the shoreline now. I'm working here. I got this going on. I got an apartment. Blah blah blah. <laughs> cool. Wow. You know, that, that's really see, that, cool. Yeah, and it takes somebody to reach out and touch somebody's life and, they, and let them know that they, you know, that there's hope. You know, it's not over because we make a few mistakes in life. And you show me somebody's life who's perfect. I said, you know, most times. The only reason most people know about the mistakes we made because ours are in the light. How many people have made a lot made the same mistakes or worse, and theirs is in the darkness because they could hide their skeletons in a closet? Yeah, yeah. You know, the only ones we know about the ones who've been in the light, but those people are freer than those who live in a closet. They got to continually hide. That's people true. who say, "Hey, you know what? I made mistakes. Oh well, I'm human. I'm not gonna say everything is perfect." But you know, if you look at the ones who point fingers, they've had mistakes made too in their life. It's just that everybody everybody doesn't know about all of them. 
Yeah. Nothing's been made. Yeah. Nothing's come to light about theirs. You know. And so I, I said, you show me somebody without a problem. I'll show you somebody who doesn't belong here. Where they belong. My life. My mother said, where angels fly. <laughs> Not with the rest of us human people. <laughs> so you know, and we're all human, and we, we're subject to mis- making mistakes. I mean, that's what happens. That's you know, right. So absolutely. But, you know, but thank God we can all learn by it. You know, we don't we don't do everything right, but you know what, we do learn. So I'm thankful for that. I, I bought a few lessons myself over, you know, in life. I said, but thank God I've uh, I, I've had far better ones that I've been the mistakes I've made. I've had a better life than the ones that I've considered pretty bad or bad. Yeah. You know? Right. So, right. Like I say, you know, thank God I never had to have major surgery for, for the mistakes I made. But yeah, I'm thankful for that part. But a mistake is a mistake, no matter what. That's right. So you know, we, we but we live and we learn. I've had a couple of surgeries, but I was out there in it. I was in the, I was in the devil's playground, so I don't blame nobody for that. You know, it was a devil's yeah. playground when I got stabbed a couple of times, but. You came out. I bet, I bet you know you learned a few valuable lessons that nobody, nobody talking to you could tell tell you about. And when you live that's, it, that's true. you learn it. <laughs> when you yeah, live it, yeah. you really learn it. You yeah. learn something that can't be forgotten, you know. And uh, that's right. So I mean, you know that that says something. That's saying something there too. You know, listen to one time this. I heard this pastor one time. He said. He said, you know, I went to school to be a pastor. I went to all the educational things that it takes to be a pastor. And they taught us from a textbook what pastors are supposed to do when they get behind the pulpit. He said, but nothing nothing prepares you for when you really are behind the pulpit. He said, it's nothing like in the books. So mm-hmm. life is like that. We can read about life, somebody else's life right, in the book. Right, right, You know, but unless you actually live some life, you're not gonna, you're not, you're not prepared for it. Like you said, until I got there and found out there are real people with real problems they didn't teach us about and how to handle that and what to do about that, he said, I'll tell you something. He said, it, it's a, it's it's scary. He said, because it's stuff that you're not prepared for, that, that you didn't learn when you went to seminary school. He said, but when you get before real people with real problems, he said, wow, he said, it's mind-boggling. So like I, is, I tell you, people, you if you live you, your you life. Can't turn, you can't turn to page 36 to ask. To ask you the question about how to handle this human being, there's no book. That's true. It's so true. It's so true. So you know, we have to we have to learn to we got to learn to uh, you know appreciate the people who've lived in a while, and even learn by their mistakes. You know, that's why I say it's important for people to share those things and let people know, hey, I'm not perfect. You know, I made some mistakes. I bought a few lessons. I said, but you know, I'm better for that because I know I I know what not to do. I may not have known to begin with, but I know now, you know. That's right. So, you know. But God is good, you know. I, I, I tell people all the time. But, you know, it, it's, 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 a, it's a blessing. I've been in this business for 15 years. I've met thousands, trust me, thousands of people I've worked with. Maybe five or six have been to my home. And wow. four of them have been a mistake. That shit won't happen again. Right, Exactly. <laughs> But but I wanted exactly. to show them I came from the same place that you did with what I got, you can have. You don't have to take mine. You don't have to steal my shit, you know. Right. You, you can, you know, I'm here to share this with you. Some people yeah, still don't see, get it. Well, some you people know? are not ready. You know, like you say, you know, uh, mother, my mother used to say, you know, when, we, when she was growing up, you know, they grew up in the Depression era where right. everybody, she said, there was everybody was poor. 
She said, uh, some of us didn't know how poor we were. She said, because you could look around and see somebody who didn't have any food at all. You might not have had the food you wanted to eat, but you had food. She said, right. so, she said, everybody was poor. She says, but, you know, there's, there's one thing, she said, there's, there's one thing I can say about, you know, uh, about looking at how, you know, when you start judging people, she said, you know, you can't, you can't, uh, you're not going to be able to help everybody. Some people are not ready for the help you want to give. Some people have to still learn from and buy a few more lessons before they're ready. Mm-hmm. I, I choose to say, you can, she said, you can, you, she said, they live, a lot of these people who live during the Depression era like she did, she said, now, you could, the Depression era no longer is in existence. She says, but their mentality is still there. So we've taken them out of that because time has changed. She said, but, but, but they, still, they, they still act like they're a part of that era. You remove them physically, but mentally they're not ready to leave. So, you know, she used to say about her family, because, you know, they held on to every little thing because they never knew exactly where the next meal was going to come from or what was going to happen in their life. So they were protective of every little thing. So even though they could afford now in today's world what they really wanted, they didn't have to worry about that. She said, but their mentality didn't allow them to, to go any further than, you know, than um, the depression. They stayed there. So some people are just not ready. They have the ability to move through life and be different, but they haven't, they're not ready to let go. They're not ready to believe in themselves. And half the struggle in changing your life is believing, believing that you can. Not what somebody else says, but believing that you can, that you really are in control of your own destiny. I, yes, I can control me. I can decide just like I make decisions and do the wrong thing. I can choose to do the right thing. There's two, you know, there's two paths on the road. One going to the left, one going to the right. I already went to the left. It didn't work. Okay, this time I'm going to the right. Well, like my dad used to say, he said, "Well, stay in the middle. That way, if the road tends to end, either either one of them, you won't, you're not going to fall off because you're riding the right, right in the middle, not too far to the left, and not too far to the right." He said, "That that's a smart man. Ride the middle of the road." So I try to ride the middle of the road. I used to hang pretty close to the edge sometimes. But you know what? I learned by that. I, I realized that any bump in the road will send me over the cliff. Well, if I stayed in the middle of life, I, I, you know, and I could always swing back. I could swing, you know, I could always, if I stay close to the middle, I could, I could always, uh, if, there's, if, there are, if there are bumps in the road, I won't be the one to go on over the cliff. People who are edge dwellers, the ones that hang right on the edge, they can't stand a bump in the road. They can't take it. It ends their life as we know it. So, you know, I, I learned a lot of things by listening to people much older than myself. You know, my dad lived a life, and, uh, you know, he realized, you know, some of these things that, you know, I shared with people, you know, about how life really is. And, you know, you uh, life is worth living even with this problem. But we are in control of changing, changing our life if we desire to. And I always believe that. You have to believe in you when everybody else won't. You know, so that's that's the that's the blessing about life. As long as there's breath, you can change anything. When there's no longer any breath, there's nothing you can change. So I believe that as long as we're still breathing, we can switch. We can change our realities as we know it. So some people, like you said, you can't help. They weren't ready. They weren't ready to hear that they could do it. They'd rather take from somebody else who's done it. You know, that's a sad way. That's a sad lesson to pay because. One day they're going to have to pay back for the things they've taken from someone else. 
and it's still going to put it further down the road, you know. So, um, you know, you 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 did the right thing by reaching out. They just weren't ready. Well, in uh, in uh, acknowledgement of that too, uh, you know, it's uh it's really a uh, it's really it's re- it really really kind of bothers you when you know you realize that you know that uh, you have helped someone who uh, you know have that lack of regard for you. You know, it, it does hurt, yeah. and you do move on and you move forward. You know, I'm I'm living it right now, and uh, as far as um, you know, I still I'm not bitter uh, about it. it it's kind of like uh, my, my brother. He says that uh, every every um, every leader or every I guess biblical person had a, uh, had to get an affliction. And so yeah. with my with my uh, affliction, I guess it is what you would consider affliction. So you know, it's just a reminder. But then I look and I say. See, you got to be able to look at the bad situation about it, look at the bad, and then see the good that comes from it. Uh, oh, that's true. So true. Yeah, yeah. You know, life. It may bother you. It may bother you, but you have to let go of the the anger because there's nothing that you can do to be, you know to take back what what happened. All you can do is try to, you know. Well, you know, live you know, there's this. There's something to be said about forgiveness. One thing I've learned about forgiveness is forgiveness. When you say I forgive somebody, forgiveness is for you, not that person. Forgiveness is for you. It's for you so that you can live and you can go on and you don't have to dwell in the past. So you say I, I can forgive you and I, I, I let go because you're gonna you you know what you're gonna reach you're gonna reach a point where you're gonna learn you're gonna learn your lessons the hard way. But when you forgive, it sets you free. It sets you free, and you realize that that person now has to deal with the with the payback that's coming their way. It sets you free. Forgiveness is for you, not for the other guy. It doesn't mean that you're giving them permission to think that what they've done is any in any way uh, good, or that you, you know, or you or uh, the right or was the right thing, whatever they did. I said, but when you say I forgiveness, I forgive. I, I forgive. I set you. I set myself free so that I can live. So this thing that's hurting me won't continue to plague me, you know. And uh, I learned that too. With you know, I had the loss of my son. You know, he was uh, my son Orlando was you know was murdered in 2006, and uh, I had to forgive. I don't even know who the people were that took his life. I said, but I had to forgive. And people say, how can you do that? I said, because this thing called hatred would eat me up, and I don't even have a face to put to get to put. To the you know to the person who are persons who did this to my son, but when I can say I can forgive, I can let go and let God. Now they got a box with him, and not with me. And uh, it, it really does set your heart free. You're able to move and breathe and go on about your life. Like you know, life is for the living, and uh, those who've gone on can't, can't you can't change it. There's nothing you can change about their life. It's over, and God is the only one really who can uh, who who can heal that that pain that you're in. And he he's the only one who was never asleep when when uh when that when that tragedy came to our family. But you know what, um we serve a true and living God and I mean I, I look toward him for all my healing and wholeness. He's the only one that can. He was there and he knew me and he knows me and he's the only one that can fix me. You know, so him first and then he gives me the ability to work on me. That's how I look at it. 
That's, that is inc- that is incredible. You know, it's kind of different. Uh, you know, when someone has hurt, you know, I, I couldn't uh, I couldn't imagine. Uh, you know, uh, there's one thing for it to be me that you know got hurt, or you know, but I couldn't imagine that. You know, I don't know where I would be, and I and I have to say, I guess you're a lesson to me that if 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 ever I were in a situation where you know, someone, uh, you know, took away from me that I'd have to be able to, you know, you know, because it, it's, that's a, that's a, I couldn't even imagine. Uh, well, you know, my, you never, uh, you, you, you never think you're going to ever bury your own child. Not ever. And nothing prepares you for that. Because it's out of the normal scheme of things. It's supposed to be when you're old, you, the young bury the old, not the other way. And uh, it, it's, it's heartbreaking, really. And nothing prepares you for, that experience. I wouldn't wish that on the enemy if I had one. I said, but one lesson to be learned by that is that the Lord said he would give you beauty for ashes, and he's done that. He's giving us a, a grief ministry so I can be able to help those who are experiencing loss, not necessarily a child like mine, but the loss of parents, grandparents, people that you love. So, you know, this is what it's all about, reaching out and helping someone, picking up, helping pick up somebody else. So, I believe in doing that. Um, well, so. touching on, touching on that, I know you're in uh, in touch with a lot of um, people, and uh, you know from from your life. Uh, is there uh, what I do like to bring is uh, resource resources, uh, even the, if they're in your area, that uh, you any information that you can give to uh, people who could be in your area, or you know, uh, like I say, uh, you know. Uh, when people when I when I talk across the across the state or you know I speak that you know Department of Mental Health uh, you know are there any organizations or uh, things that you like to give the uh, people out there make them aware of? Uh, well, one thing you know, if you if you have lost a child, one of the one of the best groups that you can get to at least to help you put things together and help you through the you know if they catch the the perpetrator of the crime, it'll help you understand the legal aspects because a lot of parents have gone through it and it's a group called POMC which is, stands for Parents of Murdered Children and that's an excellent group to be a part of if you've gone through that kind of loss because they really will help you put help you put the pieces back together but they're not the only answer I mean they're, they're not in of themselves the only answer you still need you still need uh, you know to get in touch with you know with uh a, a good faith believing church, you know, somebody who can walk you through the spiritual aspect because there's a lot of things that, uh, as far as healing is concerned, that you're you're gonna need you're gonna need someone to, to walk with you on that journey. And it's not an easy one, but it's all you know what, but it's worth it to get all the help that you can. But parents of murdered children, you can look them up on online, and um, they uh, they're very very helpful to anybody who needs them. And like I said, uh, I mean, I went, I, I was a part of, uh, actually, I was the uh, one of the uh, the uh, presidents of of that group, and uh, I know for a fact they do, they really do their work. And when you're when you're struggling, you, they'll be worth their weight to go, in gold for you. Wow. So wow. I would encourage people to look look for them. Well, you know, and they have it in show- different areas, and they have okay. it all over every state too. Just about every state worldwide. has one. Worldwide, parents of murdered children. Uh, well, you yes. know the show that I told you about the UC USC. 
uh, on the flip side, I did represent for the uh, two Japanese uh, students that were killed over the BMW as well as the uh, yeah. the, the four that were shot in the U- USC, uh, you know, on the campus. I represented as well for uh, a lady that we grew up with. Her daughter was uh, as well. Uh, in her memory is what I represent the show for. Uh, she was uh, she was uh, shot in the head four times. Uh, it's been about a month, uh, three, about a month or so. So I represented in her honor as well to her mother as a tribute because I know her mother's a single parent and uh, she was, I believe, you know, young, you know, early, early teenage life and uh, she was, uh, you know, so I know I could probably pass that on to uh, to her because I, you know, I don't know what she could be possibly going through at this time and and that you know that's yeah. that's powerful that you you know any time that you like to come out and uh, you know uh, is there anything that you can think of that you can bring you know like you did today you know you're more than welcome always to come out because you represent from so many different angles and uh, being it that you know uh, when you speak of uh, grief you know there are there any uh, uh, any uh, organizations that you that you know that you know maybe that in your in your area as well as maybe something that you know that is a citywide that people who are dealing with you know someone like you yeah whatever yeah whatever way I can help you know I'm all uh, I'll always be there just a okay. phone call away so if okay, so, oh do you want me to call you <laughs> look you don't want me to call I, you Cherokee ain't told you look I'll bring a whole group of folks <laughs> down there Look, look, my first outreach, look, Cherokee let me do my first outreach, and honey, it was my last, honey. I, the group of people it's that hard, I picked huh? up in, the group of people, people I picked up, honey, it was months before the van was even, it was months before the van was ever to smell the right, but and he told me, he's like, it's going to be a long time before it, but it was my first, and I never got my own, I'm telling you, my the four individuals and the dog, <laughs> look, it was a dog, too. So you know I did it big. I got it big. We didn't get in that night until like what six thirty that evening. Man, it was no wow. joke. He was like, "This is a lot. It'll be a long time before you get an outreach." Oh, hold on, here. The Wiener's Nest is sitting by the lake for There's a group of six of them. Wow. I fed people who took them to the deli. I bought everybody food, hamburger shit. This one dude complained about the burger. He got to go to the bathroom and turds was falling down his pants leg. Shit was falling out of his pants leg as he got to go to the bathroom. Uh, oh my gosh! No, no, they was old turds. They probably been there about a week or so. Oh <laughs> but, no! Man. But you know oh. that, that 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 still didn't stop us. And then then my friend said that he seen the same the same woman. She was like about three hundred sixty pounds and felt really bad. They they got to fight. Oh my. Downstairs in the basement, he said he'd seen her about a month ago at Walmart, and she was beautiful. She had a new dress and makeup, and he could barely recognize, recognize him because he was out with us, you know? Wow. So, yeah. Hey, you never know what, what, maybe the help that you gave him helped her. Well, it's all together. Absolutely. Yeah, you never can tell. No, no, a, no. Someone can't. took time. Yeah. Like I wow. say, you can't turn to page thirty-six. It's not there. It's got to be that hard. Wow. It's got to be that love. Okay, baby. Well, you know, but you know, but something that's funny is that even like if you look at the um, 
the biblical aspect of that. It says in the measure that you give, in other words, in how much you give out, he said that's how much you'll receive. In the measure that you give. So you guys have given, you know, you're given all you have to try to help people. You've given, you've gone beyond. And, you know, he said, so that's that's why the Lord is always going to be blessing you because you've given, your measure that you've given is great. So your reward will be the same way. Because he said, in the measure that you give, so shall you receive. Mm-hmm. So that's a blessing. That is a blessing. Just remember that. The, in the amount that you've given out, that's how much you'll get back. So that's a blessing. But anyway, my dear friends, I, I think I'm going to be going now, and um, I will be well, checking back. And well, look, uh, it was it was great. Um, if you got any family out there, well, next time if you didn't get family out there to be listening and tuning in, you can get them all the way as far as wherever they're at. If they're in Africa, if they're on the oh, somewhere wow. out in the boom, if they're in a hut somewhere in Africa. You know they can still get Jesus Group Theory, okay? I mean, you know, come on, this is this is the this is the internet highway. I thank you for coming out, uh, you're and uh, welcome. you're welcome. You're welcome anytime. Uh, you right. you're very information, very informative to me as well as I know my audience as well. And uh, is there any right. shouts out there that you want to give out? Because you know I do let people give out shouts. You know, shouts to the kids and you know husbands and stuff like that. And I, oh. I who do you like? Uh, what artists do you like? Oh, there's, I, there's, you know, off the hand, I can't think of. There's so many though. Uh, Anita I mean, Baker, I, I do, you like, uh, oh, do you like? Oh, I love Anita her. Baker, you... Okay, oh, I what love do you Anita. like? What's one of her favorites? You know, you could pick one. You can just okay. pick one. Okay, I'm gonna any, take any, it Anything out. she does, I love oh. her. She's great. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take you leaving out. You send your shouts out. I know to the hubby and everything, or you know whoever you send a shout out. And I'm gonna take you. Yeah, out to, to, to my husband, to my husband Steve, and my grandson Orlando, and my son Damien, and my cousin, you know, my cousin Cherokee, and all of and all of the uh, Tuscarora people. Well, we love you guys, and you guys take good care. And thanks for doing what you do. We love you too. Right. We love you too. You got you are awesome. Thank you, thank you, Rosie. You're very oh. welcome, sweetheart. Okay then, take care everyone. Thanks for having me. You you you're welcome. I'm going to play I'm going to play Anita Baker, but this is going to be for Rosie. Sending this out to Rosie. She was great on the show. So let's say what we're going to send on out here something. Oh, here it goes. Whatever it takes.
Hi, this is Dennis Groove Theory. You're back with uh, uh, this is your KXRW. You're <laughs> your community connection radio station. I'm just, boy, you know, I just got tickets, you guys. I'm going to go ahead and uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to go ahead and let you guys roll with some music on this because I can't help it. Uh, here it is, Chris Brown. Don't judge me. 
No, you know what? On the tip of what uh, Rosie was saying about, uh, you know, attraction and meeting the right people and, you know, you getting the right person of your 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 hopes and desires. I'm gonna go ahead and say she she kind of said something like catching your eye. So I'm gonna go ahead and but but here's my condition with my eye, you guys. So nice to see you again. What a lucky coincidence. You're the angel who looked in smile As we waited in the checkout line oh, no. Very nice to meet you Girl, I like your features Maybe I can treat you There's somewhere quiet, no people
everybody. We're back with Jesus Groove Theory. It is now 7.56 in the p.m. Broadcasting real live, real live and early today, guys. I hope you guys like that 4 o'clock show. I'll touch you out there on Facebook. See if you guys are digging it. Since we're having this show as it is, and we're gonna, I'm going to go ahead and sign it on out with the song. I'm going to send it on out. Not with the outro, but I'm sending it out with, uh, you know, in uh, retrospect to uh, women out there and all the powerful things that uh, Rosie brought to you guys and you know, to the man as well, you know, to be empowered and to know who you are, you know, know your worth, you know. Uh, and, you know, don't don't let anybody put you in any position, to, you know, that you don't feel good and great about yourself. Uh, keep that in mind. This is Jenna's Group Theory, your KXRW, your community connection internet radio station here in Long Beach. Broadcasting and signing out here, November 25th, 2012. It is now 7:57, and I'm gonna send this out there to you, ladies. Emotional roller coasters, you gotta let it go too. So walk on from that as well. Peace. See you. See you later. Last night I cried, tossed and Woke up with dry eyes. My mind was racing, feet were pacing. Lord, help me, please tell me what I have gotten into. Ran my three miles to clear my mind. It always helps me out. It's my therapy when I'm losing it, which is usually hey, I'm on an emotional roller coaster. Loving you ain't nothing healthy. Loving you was never. Lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.